I am fucked up. <laughs> that was the wrong button. Sorry, everyone. We were just sitting here waiting for CP to arrive, and um, uh, we were just chatting about stuff about yep. some. Oh, what we're going to do good. and what's happening. So and we a just few thought, podcasts. Oh, and, might as well just record this. Um, <laughs> and we were just talking about a, a restaurant that you're going to on Friday. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, because I'll probably be here. Yeah, well, hopefully Cupcake Daddy's on Friday, yeah. but we haven't confirmed that yet. Yeah, we'll see what he what's what's shaken. Um, fly. <laughs> invisible flies again, darling? Uh, there was definitely one there. <laughs> so we need to remember to talk up a bit, because last week we were a bit quiet, weren't we? And yeah, all, all well, the I think we were, were a bit same. sombrero. I yeah. think that's what it was. But it was still a good one. No, it was good. Yeah, yeah. But it was weird that, yeah, we were just were talking a lot softer, yeah. I think. Because it was all, all the bit, same when, levels. When so. I'm a bit fatigued, I get a bit mumbly. So. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do that thing where I trail off and talk quite angry like that. Yeah. Which I was doing originally when I first started the podcasting. Yeah. Which my mate was like, he's like, the sound's weird. Like, you go all quiet. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's the mics and the thing. He's like, no, 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 it's you. I was like, no, no. He's like, yeah, no, it's you. You talk and then you, you start a sentence loud and then you get quiet and talk like oh, this. And, go, and I was like, oh, right, But shit. I think that's a nervousness thing, getting used to the equipment as well. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe, yeah, I'm more confident now. So. Timmy's just slid back against the wall. my he's, relaxation he's, pose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I was talking about um, you at a, a Thanksgiving thing on on. Saturday, Thanksgiving. brand new people that I met, and it's actually Supi and, and the Bears crew, and we were talking about Chris Kessler and CBD oil, and and I was saying how you get into your CBD sliding action, yeah. <laughs> just sliding well, down the uh, slowly, slowly losing verticality. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yes, and yes, gravity used to be a f- actually no, it's more of a gravitational pull, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just checking. I had channel three up, but there's no one on it yet. So I thought I'd just mute that down. Um, production stuff, you know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when Supi arrives, he's going to have to tell a very funny story. He, <laughs> one of our other friends, he's more of an acquaintance of mine, he's a good friend of Supi's, Lockie. His DJ name is Hobo Mallow. Hobo Mallow. Mm. And he has a radio show called Mighty Real on Fridays on 2SER. Props to him. It's 2 till 4 after Frenzy. He, I love his Frenzy. music. He's very talented, very eclectic mix of music, anything from house to funk to disco, soul music. Really good. Yeah, cool. Like a pill-popping ju- jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I'd like that song. But Soupy, yeah, Soupy um, was meant to be on as a guest for this um, radio show and I'll wait for him to um, tell the story when he rocks up. It's pretty funny though. Yeah, he's running yeah. late. and um, But it's all right. He'll get here. Yeah, we, we were just <laughs> chatting and then we thought we might as well just start recording. Yeah, because we're, we're talking can... about what we're going to do. and So what was this Sultan's restaurant Sultan's Table on Enmore Road. I'll write that down. Really, really yummy food. It's been around for a long time and been to a few birthdays there. You could do a banquet for under 40 bucks and it's BYO. And there's so many amazing small bars around um, that stretch now, which I'd like to check out. Yeah, it's a okay. perfect opportunity. I wrote Saturn's table. <laughs> do you remember all your spelling problems? <laughs> it's terrible. Last, um, last well, I think podcast. I'm a bit dyslexic, so unless I really concentrate, I just, the uh, pen does what it wants. So, But it was like a, a spelling bee. I was spelling yeah. things out to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> but then I'll, you'll say it right and I'll write it and then it will still be wrong. 
I'll miss a letter out. Or they'll be the wrong way around or something. Oh, uh, well, I, it took me yes. forever to get the links to you anyway. You just put up some I think I'd links. put those up, actually. Ah, it doesn't matter. I'll put, I'll put them up on this one. <laughs> I put a fine. few up. I found, like, Chris Kreser's one. And, oh, good. Um, found my fitness, which is Dr. Rhonda Patrick. I, I haven't looked awesome. her up yet. So I, She's super good. I, um, I want to wait until we have Jules on Thursday to actually talk about Joe Rogan and Chris... Uh, Kersler, so his debunking of the game changers yeah. because that was such a great podcast and she's a vegan so oh, I think it's okay. going to be very interesting to and I'll actually send it to her and see if she can have a listen to it in the interim and yeah. we can have uh, we can debunk the debunking I was I was going to try and look for some people getting pissed off at Joe Rogan for debunking all their stuff because they've probably been quoting it to everyone saying oh look, <laughs> look at this and they've just gone through systematically and scientifically ripped it apart basically but i mean they weren't particularly critical as veganism as a thing they weren't saying you shouldn't be a vegan they were just kind of a bit concerned about all the claims that were being made in this show that were factually either incorrect or inaccurate or you know complete bollocks so they were just kind of trying to debunk that sort of stuff sorry i'm just sending him a message initially we were going to um meet up at the Golden Gully and uh, oh, I just, road. yeah, so I just said, hope you are coming to the house instead. Oh, right. <laughs> well, it's only up the road, isn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, he's got bad chronic pain though, so walking's oh, not no. good for him. Mm. Mm. Well, mm. if not, maybe we'll have to go and pick him up. Yeah, okay. Well, the car's <laughs> around the corner. Oh. Well. It's not that far away. Um, um, I, who knows? Anyway, we'll work it out. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's never, fine. never, fine. never boring. Yeah. So you were so saying yeah, we'll about, about people getting irked by the debunking. Well, I haven't seen anything because I don't really follow any vegans anymore because they're just too angry. So, <laughs> um, probably my sister. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. To see. I haven't heard any kind of backlash from it. So maybe I was like, oh, actually, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know, maybe. I well, we'll talk about it on because I was being a nerdy burger and writing my notes. And, you know, my brain doesn't work either, but that's probably more more the reason why I was doing it. And because I, oh, it's just so easy to go down a rabbit hole, though, isn't it? Because it opens up a can oh, yeah. of worms when I mean, people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, no one really kind of knows it. There's there's lots of science and there's studies and things but nutrition such a complicated subject that it is. it's i mean just go on chris cress's site is a fucking rabbit hole in itself mm. like just all the different articles and he'll then mention quote something of an art, another article he's written then you go on that and then you read that and then you well, just that's keep it. going you through. just get and you're lost it's like alice in wonderland yeah pretty much that's crazy mm. and then Rhonda patrick's is like that but she's all full scientific studies and um and her podcast is really interesting um, and that's she just gets on world-renowned scientists and I really they talk am, about nutrition and all sorts. Of well, cool. yeah, and you were saying she um, talks a lot about anti-inflammatory diets and yeah, that's, that's the whole thing quite is, good for me. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean that. Chris Cresser as well. There'll be some stuff on his about mm. all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I didn't realize he'd been reasons. so. Uh, so I started reading one of the the, the article that had all the links on there and I didn't realise he'd been really unwell in Indonesia having four different types of parasites mm. and the journey that he went through with that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he talks about that on his on the first time he's on Joe Rogan. Okay. Um, I'll have to listen. People, yeah. it is two hours, 40 minutes. Oh, hold on, he's just gone past it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pause and we'll be back shortly. Yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah, headphones, you got those. <laughs> yeah, go on. Your volume's there. 
Um, Soupy has arrived. Soupy is in the house. Hooray! <laughs> what are they, these little, are these mine? Quite nice, aren't they? Oh, they yeah. are now. <laughs> hard to tip over. Very yeah. hard to tip over. You have to be very it's like violent a, with a glass, <laughs> like a wine glass so, bottom on it. Like so really people, big. we are looking at, uh, re- well, it was funny. I was thinking in the shout, first of all, let's cheers. Welcome, Soupy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I was thinking. Mm. Firewater. Yeah, I was thinking this morning, oh yeah, I'll get those retro, because you know how much I love my retro stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I thought, oh yeah, I'll take them, I'll give them to Timmy. And I like how you just straight away, I think it's mine. Yes, they are. But I was thinking. I remember buying these. I was in the channel thinking, you know what, I've been thinking all along, they're a really weird shape. Do you reckon they're meant to hold candles? <laughs> Look like a vessel to me. No, well, yeah, they could hold candles actually. They I'm, do. I'm having impure thoughts. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> so welcome, so, welcome. Yeah, welcome. No, but, yeah. oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Now, nice um, seeing as you were late, mm-hmm. you have to tell the story, the hobo mallow. Mighty real late story oh, with the cat sitting. Oh. <laughs> yes, that if was. If you want, you don't have to. Well, and I can tell you the story. So, yeah. I'm no, we're about funny anecdotes here. Uh, oh, we I, are, yeah. I, you know, I was, <laughs> it's pretty violently ill, this poor cat. So, like, I'm ready, all ready to go to the radio show uh, where I'm, you know, meant to be a guest and I have to uh, be there on time because, you know, that radio is live. <laughs> To air and uh, I, I uh, just as I was about to walk out the door, my cat decides that it's uh, going to like. Linda Blair? Yes. <laughs> oh no. Can I swear? Or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> my soundboard is so full it, of swearing. It, so, it, yeah. it, it craps, but not only craps, it. Like it explodes. It like I didn't you know. I thought it, there was no cat left for a second. It was just it's like it, implodes. It it, yeah, it turned yeah, itself yeah. inside. Shit. And I'm like sitting there, like looking, and just you know, I have to leave, but no, I can't. I have to have to tidy that up completely. So like you know, you go yeah, back. You can't leave like, an exploded cat. No, exactly. <laughs> and so the poor thing. So uh, Lockie saying, Soupy is on his way. It's all right. And I'm and down on all fours. Yeah, like. I know. And I'm texting him, texting him, paying him out. Listening so to him on the you? radio. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and, but it got to the stage where, where Lockie's saying, okay, so um, for all those listeners that are out there near Old Tomoki, please let us know of a, a, a car park that's close by. So we really know. <laughs> you poor thing. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's messaging you, paying you out because they're all listening. The cat. <laughs> Damn you, This cat. is my life. Yeah. I was only, cause the funny thing was, I was only looking after the cat too. It was a, it was a it was a lone. Oh, yeah. no. It was a lone cat oh. as well. Mm. But like I was house sitting for two weeks, you know, so I was like This is why we were dog people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the I couldn't knew. I couldn't just leave it there. Like it was my house. You might just like, oh I'll do that deal with that when I get home. <laughs> no Somebody way. else's house. Yeah, no, okay, that's a good <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> just in case they came home, imagine that you come home and you go, Wow, what? he's really looked after the house. <laughs> yeah, shit everywhere. <laughs> 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 the cat shut in the hat. Oh dear! God. Oh, funny. Now, see, yeah, I've been trying to work out how we've known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. How do we meet? Through the music scene. Ooh. I am trying. You to definitely do the music scene. I reckon maybe at the Hive. 
maybe. That's my first recollection a of you. A long time ago. Absolutely. You you were still yeah. going out with Red? Oh, Simo, Simo? yes. Simo, yep. the two Reds. DJ Red Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, big and red and little red we were. Ah. <laughs> it was pretty early on. I don't think it was before then. Did we know each other before then? I don't, that's my first recollection. Yeah, so that was... That's quite that's a while six, ago though. Seven... But it could have been earlier than that as well. Yeah. I, like... Do you remember? No, <laughs> that's why you're meant to be helping me. Oh. Help the unicorn out. Some sort of night out then. <laughs> oh, and I, and I, well, there's been a lot of, uh, even between then, lots of like, you know, brain-adled nights. <laughs> so, yes. you know, there was probably brain-adled nights before that, that nights that yeah. contained us together but yeah. have been wiped from the… Or warped. Wiped, <laughs> yes. From I, I swear me and the unicorn met before we met. Some random in another life, maybe. House music, we love house. Oh music. yeah, we're addicted well, to we Derek Carter, like one of these well, like warehouse party things or something. Absolutely, Probably. guaranteed yeah, you would have met sure. something like that. Rahan or I don't know. It's just yeah. one of those. You're fairly unforgettable too. <laughs> you know. It's brilliant, oh. isn't it? Uh, oh, no, no, that's Megatron. That's you. That's my. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't learned uh, the buttons. So anyhow, all That's great. Good. You know how many samples you got on there? Uh, eight. Wow. So but three of them. Those. Three of them. That's right up my alley. That just say cunt. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's that one. <laughs> I still do have that one. Yeah, well, that was a good one. But the one I want back is wah wah wah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. when we had Steve on. It pretty much got broken. Yeah, he was the king of dad jokes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, it was quite good fun. It was, good, it was a good one, actually. Yeah, yeah so I still have fun. his whiskey here. I oh, really drink whiskey. It. oh he some whiskey. I have to get him to boomerang his butt here. Drink some yeah. <laughs> so you just felt like red. Yeah, it was, I, I knew you were going to hassle me out for drinking. No, <laughs> I was just about, intrigued. I, I thought we were I, just going like to be from the distillery, all three of us, the whiskey, I, the gin, and then I, the... Yeah, I, I know. I did say rum, I, and dark rum is my drink, but I've been drinking a little bit too much of it recently. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I had a bit of a big one last night, and it was all dark rum. Oh, really? What'd you do? <laughs> you pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Uh, no, so I just I went out. The Hive Bar. Oh, we love the Hive. The Hive. The original was, small bar in Sydney. Yeah, it was in a West reggae disco oh, machine yeah, the playing. machine, oh, yeah. Nice. Have you, Timmy, have you seen the speakers that these guys cart around with them, which they wouldn't have mm. had at the oh, Hive? You told me no, they had one yeah. that was it. Oh, it's yeah. mental. Fills up a whole wall and people just stand there and their hair goes... Mm. So it's like, <laughs> it's like six woofers <laughs> and the woofers are like maybe five feet high and three feet wide and they... A line of them, then yes. some tweeters. You'd be loving it with your drum and bass. Oh, and then some, you know, like really little tweeters. But they're not. When you say little tweeters, they're still a foot by. Still, foot. Like, <laughs> still like eight inch tweeters. Yeah, yeah. Mm. When they set them up at a party, it's great because by the end of it, they're covered in like plastic cups. <laughs> <laughs> they stay on there. We thought they'd oh, be oh, with yeah, the vibrations. They do. They'd be yeah, falling off. Big yeah. sound Shit sound system. <laughs> we, um, it's not really. It's a great sound system. Oh, it's like a free. Pay, Whatever to get in, and it's a free massage. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it does make the hairs on your arm. When they play the right records, you stand in front, like not even right in front of it. You know, you can be six to ten feet away. 
and the hairs, your hairs oh. move. The jeans vibrate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, if, and if the right note comes, you just like shit yourself. Yeah, one of those. It's yeah. um, um, electric sex pants out of the IT crowd. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> we once saw Basement Jacks in, this, in my university days. And they travel with their own sound system. It's this like top of the line, unbelievable sound mm. system. Mm. And they were setting up during the day and we were like in this building. It was kind of adjacent to it up on the 10th floor mm. and we could hear the bass and feel the bass from the 10th floor. Wow. Amazing. With this sound system. We were so like, good. Oh, so so good. my yeah. friend, you know Jorge Montiel from mm. Los Charlie's Orchestra? Yeah. When he was living in Venezuela, when he was first getting into his music, him and his friends just tied as many speakers as they could to a fucking car I used to drive around through the streets trying to get their music out. <laughs> so good. Like pirate radio. <laughs> pretty pretty yeah. much. How amazing. Mm. Oh, he's, cool. he's doing well. He's working on new music in London at the moment, which is cool. Mm. Hopefully he's coming out next year. You'll have to – you'd like his stuff, Timmy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll send you send some of it. it and big shout-out. He's a lovely guy. Salts of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That was me. It was all me. Sorry, I couldn't resist. It was just like, it was like this dream. It was like on my shoulder. It was talking to me. I couldn't, couldn't not hit it. I think I can't remember. I think these three are the rude ones. That was a yeah. Those three are the rude ones. I've actually so because of Jay Burger. I've there's one that I w- would like you to consider. To I will add it on. Yeah, and I'm just going to find it right now. Uh, yeah, I could remove one of the. Mm. Um, I've uh, loaded it up with Peter Cook and Dudley Moore stuff, oh. Derek and Clive stuff. So, which is a bit overkill, really. But well, what you, what, what, <laughs> there's no, nothing. I just got carried there's away. No such thing I as was too like, much. Oh, I've, got, I've got little sample <laughs> things. Let's just yeah, load them up with. Yeah. <laughs> what is Cheers. It Here mm. we go. Is the whiskey glass performing its job as a wine glass? Here's some thinking music for you all out there. That kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. What's that from? That is, I I know that, that Two Live Crew used that in one of their songs. (laughs) So good. It was a Dolomite? It sounds like Dolomite. Yeah, that does have a bit of a Dolomite. I don't know what the word is from, but it's, it's Jay Jay Berger got me onto that one, but. How about I send you that link and I reckon... Yeah, yeah, we can read it up. Yeah, because, you know, we come on here and there's all sorts of loose stories that Mm -hmm. pop up. So it's either the Japanese one... I am... That one. ...fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a story... That's actually Steve's voice telling a story about this guy that got so wankered in Tokyo. Mm. Uh, Totally fucking wasted, could hardly see. And that was him to say, I'm so fucked up. Is, you, is that the sort of thing you do on this show? You tell stories. Can I tell it? Do you want to hear one of my stories? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's on my list all of right. all the different types. Are we, can I get, is it okay if I tell it now? Yeah. yeah. Right. It's up to you because oh, you, are you going to publish it's this? It's a, it's, it's a, <laughs> a goodie. Uh, so it's 1991. I'm old school. In the Sydney Kings. So he's used to be a pro basketballer. Used to be a pro basketballer. I was on. The, I was very young. I was only twenty. So like I was only, only on the cusp of the team. And we go to they go and do this tour in China, and we're in um, uh, Beijing, playing a few games. But we get a night off, and we decide to go out. And uh, me and a couple of the boys thinking, well, this is good. We're going to get on the rice wine. <laughs> And we started playing paper, scissors, rock for shots of rice wine. So Mm. every time you lost a game of paper, scissors, rock, you sculled a shot of rice wine. It was 
pretty hectic. Anyway, so <laughs> we were getting really, really drunk and I kind of like, you know, go back to my room and then I realise there's no chance that I can sleep at all. Like I'm just drunk. So I kind of go back downstairs and walk here around Beijing and I black out. I don't remember what happened <laughs> after that on the night. But then the next morning I wake up and um, this woman is swearing at me. <laughs> And I'm like passed out in a flower shop <laughs> on the floor and she's like hosing down me down and all the flowers <laughs> down. So I don't know what happened, but Oh dear. <laughs> and then I kinda came out and I'm in the middle and there's everybody doing Tai Chi. Vomit in the middle of the Tai Chi. Bad Aussie tourist. Yeah, that's like yeah. That's pretty funny. Mm. And that's one of many, many stories yeah. from the soupy encyclopedia of fun. <laughs> well, what do you think the thought process was if there's a flower shop, I must go into it and oh, fall asleep? Maybe the flowers look comfortable. Oh, well, it was a good place. I, I chose yeah. well. My subconscious yeah, yeah. chose well. You're smelling yeah. roses. <laughs> you know, it's nice. And, you know, sleeping on a bed of roses. I'm probably thinking I'm a bit hungry and some of these are edible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So Sydney Kings, yeah. how, long, how long were you doing that for? Uh, well, you not, still do? Not okay. well, you no, still, no, no, no. Not no, really no. that much? So, so I so probably should go basketball. back a bit further. My, yeah. my parents met playing basketball. Okay. Oh, okay. So they were basketball lovers. And um, so when I was young, like a baby, they were still playing at a quite a high level. So I would go to the court and I used to have a stuffed dog called Woo Woo. Woo Woo. And Woo Woo used to get shot into the basket when I was about three, probably. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) What sort of dog? Oh, a stuffed one. (laughs) Not a real real dog. (laughs) I thought, is that why you named Coconut Coconut? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like a ball? It was all right. He kept landing on his feet most of the time. (laughs) Sometimes he got stuck up there. This dog is not a cat. Woo woo. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so 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 you know, basketball, 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 basketball. If you want to impress your parents, play basketball, basketball, basketball. Mm-hmm. I was actually interested in music, but basketball was the thing that they loved. Right. So kept doing it because it was like the thing that got you the pat on the shoulder. And I was yeah. tall, yeah, like I'm six so seven. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. for the for, for podcasters out, what do you call? Meters. What do you call people listening to a podcast? Uh, I don't know. Podcasters. Listeners. 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 Listeners out there. That's kind of. Yeah, listeners. Listeners. Anyway, so I'm six foot seven, 201 centimetres. So, you know, you've got an advantage because the ring's 10 foot in the air or three metres in the air. So if you're taller, you're closer to all the action. So that helped. But then I was kind of pretty good at it. Mm. So you were pretty much the reenactment of Rick James. uh, Sorry, no, um, Charlie. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Prince. Murphy doing oh. Prince, oh. <laughs> doing, yeah. the <laughs> yeah. doing the slam dunk and yeah, then yeah. letting go and just standing there. Just that levitating. was you. That was you. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I, could, I could definitely do that. Yep. Mm. I could do that yeah, stuff. I could never quite dunk. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could dunk quite well. I used to that, I mean, when I was playing with the Kings, it's actually what I used to do. So I didn't get on much. I was, you know, what you'd call a bench warmer. Really? Which means that you <laughs> sit on the keep bench and keep warm. it warm because yeah. you don't actually get on the court. Up occasionally. But yeah. what I would do in the warm-ups, I'd go out there and I would dunk everything. Every time you <laughs> get the, the opposition? ball, you're running and you, <laughs> you do a shot. Like in the, you're in a line and you do a shot. So every shot that I did was running in and spinning and dunking and like, you know, just, <laughs> just whatever I could think of because I knew the only way I could kind of impress anybody was <laughs> by being a circus performer before the well, game so started. So you thought you were, you were like the white version of a globetrotter? 
I suppose so. Yeah, in spoke. <laughs> yeah, Washington. Wiggering it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, always, always, always felt more comfortable around and people. So, so okay, so I wasn't sure if was basketball first and what the trajectory was into music. I was already into it. I was already doing it, but in the bedroom with my Amiga five hundred computer. I had an Atari ST. Oh, high five! I had one of those too. I, this, I remember this little drum looping thing on it that I used yeah. to just all the time. I don't know yeah. why I stopped because I got really into it. I did some pretty good stuff. Well, reasonably all right stuff. I suppose mm-hmm. I don't know, but but I just stopped doing it. I don't know why. Because oh, you do yeah. everything else. He's yeah, an amazing should. cook, photographer, yeah. retoucher, he, fitness. He does it all. Fitness. It's amazing. Timmy yes. all around. Doesn't him. mean you can't start again. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, well you've I've got, got all to the talk gear. about that. Mm. Got, literally got all the You're gear. You're practically no doing it now. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just gone into podcasting and stuff, really. Mm. But I don't know. Oh. But yeah, the music stuff, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, very possibly, I suppose. Mm. But, but learn all the gadgets. Just going slightly back to basketball. So I never got on. And then finally, this one game, all the, all the stars got injured. And they're like, there's nobody else. You have to go on. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on and, like, I just had this – Pretty amazing game, scored 20 points, like hit oh, yeah, hit four three-pointers in a row. You know, everyone was like, oh, my friends were like, oh, God, look at him, look at him, look at him go. <laughs> but I also destroyed my knee at the end of the game. Oh. <laughs> in the Is that when that happened? Yeah, yeah, in oh, the same game. How many years game. ago was that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I don't remember. No, ni- 1993. Oh, wow. Yeah, 1993. Yep. And Did you do it on purpose so you could get out of it? Who knows? <laughs> it, well, it's weird. I'm joking. No, That's a very poor joke because we don't like it's chronic not a, pain. It's not a. It's a. It's it's interesting because like there was a part of me that was like, God, I don't really like doing this. What happens if I get injured? There is part of your subconscious that does kind of yeah. play out that narrative for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But then when it happens, it's shit. You know, like and you got to go through rehab and. Um, yeah, knees a fucker. Yeah, but the funny enough, while it was going on, the music was starting to actually take off. So, um, like, like I was doing, like the Funky Nomads did their first EP just then, just as I was sort of, you know, and and I think a lot of it was because I was playing basketball to start with. The reason why we got a record deal and people actually gave a shit, it was like. Oh, he's a he's a basketball player, but he makes music. Oh, that's novel. Let's listen <laughs> yeah, to that unique. because it's yeah. novel. So <laughs> let's go back a bit. So yep. Talking about um, funky nomads. So mm-hmm. you and John, you the Brits have got the two Ronnies. We've got the two Johnnies. So <laughs> John Blake, uh, who mm. we've got sitting um, with us, yes, and also John Riley. Correct. And they went to high school together, known each other for a long time, and. You formed your outfit. Yeah, so so we went to school together in in second year of high school, which is when breakdancing was just starting in you know, 1983 in Australia, I suppose mm-hmm. it was. We started a um, hip hop, like a breakdancing crew called the Energy Wizards. <laughs> of course. Yeah, nice. yeah. And I was. Electric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very gangly, shall we say, you know, you know, tall and a little bit like a Reindeer, baby reindeer, maybe it's baby giraffe, baby giraffe, or yeah. legs. like Bambi, yeah, Bambi, very Bambi on ice, yeah. <laughs> but not that kind of ice. Straight on say ice, it's ice, isn't it? Like yeah, not, it is not the cold ice. stuff anymore. So, so what I, what happened is because I couldn't break dance, you know, I was just too. Uh, I keep doing that. Sorry. Too long. 
too long. I couldn't actually do any – hold my own body weight up because I was super skinny. You used I, to call them snakes. Yeah. Yeah, very gangly. So I got into making the mixtapes. So we, you know, had this sort of two cassette deck unit thing, and like using the pause button and mm-hmm. rewind button, you'd sort of make things out like, and then the next track would drop in. So that was the start of it. That was like, oh, oh the god, that really turns me on. Yeah. <laughs> How amazing is that the the whole mixing thing first was all about meticulously cutting up tape and sticking it back together mm. to create the the put the two tracks together. That, it's the same that takes with a video huge editing as well. That's mm. true. Yeah, yeah actually absolutely. splicing it. Splicing, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that and, yeah. d- that takes a lot of dedication, but then look at the history of print and the way with um oh uh, with uh, what was it called Actual with the lettering the and lettering yeah, and imagine yeah. putting how long well, would it take to put one page of the newspaper together and realize typo? Uh, yeah. People don't understand with leading, you know, with leading with the, the spacing and the kerning the thing. That's from actually putting in little thin pieces of lead in between the lines that's to, right. to mm. increase or the decrease space in between the space. Yeah, yeah, right. Lines. That's actually from using. Yeah, it's mad. That's yeah, that's how they got lead poisoning. Is that how? It, well, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. That too, no, yeah. no. The reason why I asked that is because my grandfather was a printer, and he got lead poisoning, and and that's what he used to do. What, oh, what's that called? It's got a name when you do that. Setting. Typesetting, yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, I guess I don't. I guess the letters are steel. Maybe mm. I don't know, but yeah, leading the would have been lead in mm. between the, mm. the lines to space stuff out. It's like thin strips that you put in and it spaces them out. So yeah, yeah. yeah but it would have been mm. probably the white. Oh, yeah. That's sad. Oh, he, he survived for a while. Mm. I think that's good. Yeah, I loved him. Oh, <laughs> I did. Know. Yeah, yeah, Bill. Big ups, <laughs> big ups to you. <laughs> so I, yeah. how did the production go on from there then like once you yeah. got past that kind uh, of um, so so we kind of you know that the next step was probably uh we got so it probably just you know messed around in high school for a bit like with ideas it was all about ideas but like it was mainly just a cassette for a long quite a few years but then about uh year 12 um we started messing around with tape loops so we got a revox tape machine and um, it's like a quarter-inch tape machine, and what's what we did? We made loops. So we and you. So the first thing we looped up was "Rebel Without a Pause" by Public Enemy, which is the back to front kettle whistle. Yeah, that thing. And um, <clears throat> so we got that. But so the, the, that's quite a long. Like when you're on Revox tape, it's going it through at quite quite a fast speed. So the tape loop is actually about seven or eight meters long. So it goes on the reel, and then we're standing across the other side of the room with the, the tape around our arm. <laughs> so it feeds through, and then you know you have to keep splicing the tape to actually get his exact loop. And then and then we. We'd get the t- we had a turntable by that by then as well, and then we try and drop a drum break into the into the tape loop, and if we got it right, then you just sit there and go, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're so a you, long was, way you were cutting up tape as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, right. mm. and that was the first thing. Ah, that's that's pretty. So then you record the vinyl on onto the tape. Well, we well, you, the, or, well then we just recorded it onto cassette. Right, so you had a separate thing yeah. where you say you did the loop <laughs> yes, go yeah. and the final go, yeah, yeah, and yeah. all going into yeah, it, and so. then we and then we do that, and then cool and then we we'd uh, so that'd sort of go onto the tape. Oh, and then we had a microphone as well, so then we try and wrap at the same time if we could get it in tape. But we generally couldn't <laughs> couldn't do that. So so then we'd bounce the tape again down again, and then wrap over that. So we had. <laughs> 
It's a, what a process. Yeah, that's yeah. a labor of love, isn't it? Well, you know, you're just trying to figure it out. There's no internet back then. It's like, how the hell do you do this? Yeah. And we got no equipment. We're like, well, you just you just work it out. Like it's just a problem solving exercise. Well, that's it. Pretty much, you know, like you got you you you, you know you got the desire, and and you just got to solve it. Well, it's like Grandmaster Flash. So he had no money, and he went around and and from all the um, disused or rejected uh, electronics that he found on the street, he built turntables and, mm, and mm-hmm. to be able to make his music. It's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And just digging for hours and hours mm. to find that one little tiny little break that you're mm. like, oh, yeah. you can yeah. do. And then two copies of it. Yeah, so That's what they were doing. Two, two copies yeah, of the yeah. one, yeah. Um, and then the and then the Amiga came along. So the Amiga 500 was a pretty early computer, but it was pretty cool. It had uh, two meg. How we laugh. I don't think it was even RAM. I think it was. was 1.3 floppy disk. It was a hard drive, probably like a two meg hard drive or something. Like it would have been something like that, wouldn't it? I think so it was floppy only. Floppy disks, what were they? Oh, no, what were floppy disks? 1.6 or yeah. 1.4. So anyway, it was two meg of actual RAM. So everything was sampled (laughs) at a really low rate. Like, you know, it was all 8-bit. Yeah. And it was all sampled at about 20,000 hertz. So quite, you know, lots of messed up things. So, but like, and then you'd paste samples on top of each other and you'd you'd punch them with with the keyboard. So to make a sequence, you'd punch them in. And then then we got a four track and then they'd go into a four track and then there was scratching and then there was rapping. So we've got like um, yeah, two cool. two TDK tapes, like 90-minute tapes full of stuff, demos from that pro- yeah, that, okay. that sort of thing. Yeah. And that and we shopped that and they, that, like that actually got us, that, that demos, they got us a deal. Oh, wow. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. I loved all the old, your first EP album that you did. Dead where, Beat? Where you. Um, oh, before that. Funky Nomads. Fun- Funky, Funky Nomads. Funky Nomads, yeah. The Hills Are Alive. Yeah, I think that's the one and you've. Um, Quite political with what's going on, and you've taken snippets of uh, of um, news reporters, and was that the one I'm thinking I'm of? I'm trying to think of what that what you're getting. I've definitely done quite a bit of that in my time. Um, the first Nomad thing that was so that was it was called The Hills Are Alive. It was <clears throat> the the album cover was was taken on George Street. Like we sat down in the middle of the street and pretended we were busking in the middle of George Street and Park Street. It's got, well, we've got a hat and, you know, it's kind of cute. But, <laughs> and, but they had a song called You Cannot Deny Genetics and that was anti-fashion. That was that had a lot of samples in it about, you know, just being yourself and not getting caught up in trying to look like somebody else's mm. do you, I suppose, which is, I don't know. Which is your latest project is pretty much about that, but we'll get to that later on. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And there's so much to talk about. It's exciting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. We've wanted to do this for a while. It's fun <laughs> to do it as <laughs> a threesome. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> because Timmy is a massive hip hop head, so that's why I said, Timmy, uh, we've got to get you. Right on, brother. Yeah. <laughs> he um, had a great experience. Was it last Christmas at the Opera House? Oh, yeah, the Wu-Tang. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was good. The sound quality was shit, but <laughs> it was terrible. But they actually apologised straight away and said, look, we know the sound is shit. Yeah, We've tried for like this. The, we were at the, the last gig, so there were yeah. four. They did four, and it's probably the best it was going to be because mm. they'd have four gigs to figure it out. A, but that happens a lot there. Like the other, the other the thing, the acoustics that, are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, for hip hop, like. same thing happened to Herbie Hancock. It was disaster. Bad, yeah. They ended up like taking the desk out mid gig. 
Oh, <laughs> your new desk in, and it was no better. I actually oh, found. Oh. I went to the loo about <laughs> halfway. Sound check. Well, no, they just they just the acoustic. Yeah, it can't handle mm. bass. I don't think. Yeah, okay. I actually not, found not standing place. out about halfway up, out into the foyer where near the toilets, the sound was great. Like the it's way it channeled through, and you could actually hear them. But uh, it, we were like right at the front, though. Like we were like you know two, See, four, four back from the front. So it was such a bass heavy gig. I think seen the fleet foxes and that was perfect i think this is quite ethereal music isn't it yeah. george benson's the best thing i've ever seen there he was incredible oh, what a performer yeah. he's just like i'm so happy to be here and oh, my guitar is happy out, to be here and like, and, oh man he, he's yeah he's imagine right that sort on. of music probably would have been all right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, like <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't work yeah. i mean we saw jurassic five what's the place in newtown is it the enmore that's in enmore not newtown well, near near Newtown. Is that near Newtown? It's called the Enmore Hotel yeah, okay. anymore. Mm. <laughs> we went to see Jurassic 5 there and that was shit as well. And I oh, they were really? Using, they were using I've maybe their... I've some great gigs there. Well, yeah, Thievery then, Corporation were great yeah. there. Mm. But then we saw Frat Freddy's drop there and I think they had their own sound system and that was amazing. Like That oh. sounded great, but then Jurassic 5 was terrible. But I don't know if it's a hip-hop thing or... I don't, I don't have know. something to do with the, the where they bring their own engineer, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's it's be. bizarre. Because yeah, sure. I've seen some great... Once again, it's different, but... Living End, that was incredible. There were mm. such great I've had some, some great gigs here, like The Roots in 2012. Mm. That was, I've never seen them live. Have you, Supi? I have not seen The Roots, I don't think. If you get a chance to see them live, then mm. you just have to go. The best. Like, they're just, it's the best group, mm. yeah, musical group around at the moment, I think, in terms of like pure talent. Like, they're all yep. just amazing. Like. So getting back to you, your influences, mm-hmm. clearly in the native tongue... Oh yeah, I was. We were so when we were doing all this, we were dressing up. We were coming up with our own sense of fashion, but we definitely were wearing the African medallions like Jungle Brothers. Mm. And w- what we used to do is we would dress in flower sacks. So we used to get a, like a <laughs> flower, sack. Fla- <laughs> yeah. a flower sack, and we'd chop the arms out of it, like, and like we're all quite skinny, obviously, and, with a big medallion. Yeah, and then we had the big medallion. Yeah, I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> On the Zulu Nation medallion. I, I mean, I had, I had hair back then and I had a big high top, but it was on an angle. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it was like cool. a, and I had yeah. the, had a peace sign in the back of my head and the word, <laughs> and then And then John, he, he was, he'd have braids in his hair and, uh, you know, he was even more out there. When we when we performed live, we'd have a, a brown couch on stage. Oh, yes. I was going to talk I about the How like, Now brown couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we so put it on the top of the top of the car and take it to the gig, and then he'd do most of the gig in like a lazy Susan. Like we were kind <laughs> of like, that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that was like we were, we were doing gigs with Deafwish Cast at that point. Have you might heard of them before? Like kind of kind of like a very angry North uh, West oh, Sydney, punk? no hip hop group oh. like big in Ger- huge in Germany, huge huge, and um. So they'd be like, and then we'd come on and like, he's loving mung beans. And the Germans love that heavy hip hop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'd finish with a picnic on stage. So we'd put a blanket out, we'd pull out a couple of cold chops and a couple of corns and a bit of salad and invite people up on stage and have a picnic. Lovely. It's all about the love. And then you've got the anger and the love. You've got the yin and yang. Yeah, we were just trying to be hippies, really, you know. But that was. That was the music like De La Soul, Jungle Brothers, yeah. all that stuff. Tribe Cool Quest. UMC, Tribe. Size of Mischief. Yeah, kind of. yeah Black, all that. Black Sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
all that um, stuff. So that was, that, that was so what we good. listened to. So. And we've got Diggable Planets next. Is mm. it next Thursday? It is next Thursday. Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Thursday week Thursday at the week. factory. Mm. Come, because they're 90s hip hop. Similar sort of vibe. Brilliant. Yeah, I think you sent me Jazzy. The they're very good. Mm. They're very good. That's my staff party that Thursday. Oh, that'll be perfect. Load <laughs> up. Yeah, we're that. going to some retro <laughs> arcade game place. Oh, nineteen eighty. Alexandria. Oh, eighty-two. Is it? I think it is on, on King Street down yeah. there. Uh, City Road. Yeah, so we're going down there. So we're, we're doing eighties dress theme up? dress up thing. Well, we weren't going to, but then Joe at work. Was oh like, yeah. Let's do an eighties theme dress up, and we're like, okay. But then me and my <laughs> mate oh, do we have to? Yeah, yes, we do. Yeah, great. How we dress anyway, so. I'll break out my big Reebok pumps. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. You could just go as uh, Michael J. Fox. I could do. do I've got, I've got the pumps. Seriously, they're fucking... Yeah. You need a skateboard, one of those... Hoverboard. Hoverboards. Just yeah. take the wheels off. I'll get my hoverboard out, it's all right. I don't tell many people <laughs> about it. But <laughs> you've got these bad boys you <laughs> can take. Do yeah. the Star Wars thing. Look at those. I'm not sure yeah, they let me They are fantastic, but they don't belong in a Star Wars <laughs> boat. <laughs> no, they don't. Actually, they're all pretty geeky. They will get I probably could turn up with it. No, they'll probably not survive. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It wasn't that I don't think they wouldn't have gone down as a massive oh, hit. Oh, they'll get broken. They get broken. Yeah, yeah, I broke one of them about two minutes into having one. <laughs> me and my friends battled with it in the office and then one of them broke and then I had to return it. And they said, you haven't been fighting with them, have you? I was like, no, no, of course not. No. <laughs> you don't do that. That's yeah. what they're for, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I clearly bought two of them, a blue one and a red one. <laughs> so clearly it was to fight with them. Yeah, really Do they make a noise? They go, oh, they're full on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're wow. pretty sweet. I'm getting that one out later. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. have a play later. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't hit it too hard against stuff because apparently that breaks them. So, yeah. No, mm. I just do oh. Okay. You can hit them a little bit because they make sounds when they, they hit each yeah. other. Can you actually disintegrate people with them? <laughs> I've tried. Yeah. I've got a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so funky nomads and... I'll write that down. Oh, no, I already did. I've already oh. got the link ready to go yeah. down, don't you worry. And where'd the name come from? Uh, so the idea, it's 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 spelt really weirdly. So yes. funky as in F O N. K-E, because uh, funky, oh. funky <laughs> is not, <laughs> is not funky. Yeah, funky. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. So, yeah. so we went funky. <laughs> we were funky. <laughs> we thought anyway, in our own point. little weird yeah. world, we, that's where we saw ourselves. Anyway. And do you spell nomads like nomads? So nomads oh, is spelled, no. <laughs> we couldn't, we actually could, we were very good spells. We're both very <laughs> high English, but I'm no. very bad speller. <laughs> anyway, nomads, K. N O M A A D S Nomads. And that was that was like a symbolic word for mad knowledge. That's it. Back to front. So as in K N O knowledge. Mad knowledge. Like That's that. what you do in hip hop, you know. You do well, it goes back like to the native tongues, which is all about conscious hip hop. So that's what you. Yeah, were, yeah, we were channeling that completely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Big exactly. time in your yeah. potato sacks. <laughs> yeah, potato sacks and medallions. <laughs> flower sacks. Thank you very oh, much. Sacks, yeah. I'm so 
sorry. A lot of people love potatoes. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to do this. And now you've upgraded to a moo <laughs> I do love a moo He's told the moo story. Oh, I just DJ in a moo every now and then. <laughs> but it really, it's a quilt cover. Oh, yeah, beautiful. It's a, it's yeah. a, is it a quilt cover that you've fashioned into a moo Oh, uh, maybe. But that's, but that's only because it's hard to find a moo big enough for someone who's 120 <laughs> kilo and 201 centimetres. It's like, no, God. My mate's got a, basically, it's a quilt. But it's in the, it's like a human shaped quilt. You get into it <laughs> yeah. with arms and legs, and you just zip yourself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, awesome, it's amazing. We did it. We did a, fil- a fucking MS film clip too. When I wore a moo and that, where I played John's wife. In a moo Very anti hip hop that one. We we're trying to break some stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> Drag. Oh, is that the thing that you went off to film last year? You had to leave our place. Oh no! You were doing a part of a mini series. You were in drag again. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of drag. No, what's wrong with drag? I mean, <laughs> it's like, what's stupid it's Gen- gender. No, no, it's alter ego. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It means you can get in a mimi. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, funky nomads, and you. I wanted to ask who did the last. Two album covers. I really love the design. We'll show hmm. Timmy. Uh, so, let's see. So the last nebulist. Oh, so yes. Uh, so the last two have been done by. And um, then you can click down on the second one. Uh, Jason Murphy, aka Blaze. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so cool. Blaze is one of the. Yeah, uh, realistically, style. he's he's one of. I think he is the reason in the early days, at least, that hip hop kind of became. Uh, quite quite strong in Sydney, mm-hmm. so we started a magazine called uh, Vapors. Oh, okay, and that's this is sort of like about 1988. Vapors first wow. hip. It's the first hip hop magazine in the world. Vapors, Unreal. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and and so what he was doing was it was like a little okay. kind of fan mag kind of thing, you know, like a what's that size when it's that big. A five, A five, it's A five. A four is bigger. Yeah, A five, um, and 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 like he'd review. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, he'd review like American hip hop records and then talk about the local scene. And, um, you know, that was like to, to, to me as a kid, you know, like it was like buying the music. We'd sort of discovered the music we were listening to on the radio. We'd found a couple of import stores that were selling it. But then to like have a magazine that was like talking about it and bringing us all together, talking about other people doing it, because we just thought we were just these weirdos doing it in complete isolation and there was nobody else out there doing it. That's beautiful. And so then created suddenly became community. aware of, of, of everybody doing it. And then he started the record store. Um, damn, what was the record first record store called? It was called The Lounge Room. The nice. Lounge Room was the name of the record store. So, and so that started and that's where everybody started to congregate and uh, cool. talk about music and collaborate and all sorts of stuff happened out of the back of that. And like, I mean, he... What, what sort of year was this? Uh, this is sort of getting up to maybe early 90s, I suppose, okay. like 91, 92. And where was the yeah, lounge room? Hip-hop really started, it moved so. around a lot. Um, I can definitely remember when it was in Park Street. Park Street. Oh, geez. I, in the heart of the city? I, yeah, it was definitely in the heart, and okay. also down at Haymarket for a while. I don't know. Right. It moved around several times, so, so I'm was a bit it a unsure. place that people used to come and hang out? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Brilliant. so like what would happen is they'd have freestyle sessions and break dancing and just oh, talking about music. People nice. would hang out there all day and talk about music all day. How lovely. Yeah, it was really great. And that really era great. of hip-hop, well, 93, 94 was yeah. just huge for hip-hop. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Real yeah. pivotal albums that came out around that sort of time. It just, yeah. It's just – so that, that must have been a really exciting time to be involved in absolutely. the scene or at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was. I was too young then. I, well, I don't know what I was into then. Oh, Smoking, though, because no, your sister too young that, for that. Too young for that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was okay. a bit later before, by the time I found hip hop. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, I've since gone back in time and discovered all that stuff. Mm. And that's probably like kind of late eighties, early nineties. It, it was it was good because they were very into the crazy. underground stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, there, so like yeah. really deep stuff. Like yeah, they was really great. loved it. So that was really helpful as well. So you weren't getting this the crud. You were getting you know deep um, independent. Yeah. In, uh, like releases from both England and America. And America. I find and now, as well. today, that's the best place for hip-hop at the moment is the kind of the less known, you've got to dig around for mm. it and find it because the mm. commercial stuff now is just... Yeah, I mean, it mostly I always it has is, been. There's a couple of, couple of good suppose, yeah. big ones, but, you know, but like, yeah, I, I think, you know. I mean, there's always two people, two types of people in the world, the people that dig for their culture and their music yeah. and their stuff and the people who are spoon-fed it. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. pick your, pick your, pick who you are, people. Pick, pick who you are. Pick your picnic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Work or, or be fed. Well, that's it. <laughs> Hence the black sheep out of hip-hop. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. So, Timmy, out of that era, who's your favourite hip-hop? Oh, fucking hell. That's well, a few of them. Oh, There's quite a lot, <laughs> isn't there? I well, mean, now, okay, so let's, we're talking about old. So what, what's, a, what's an album? What's an album? Better question, maybe. Uh, mm. Sorry, not, didn't mean that in a no, bad way. No, 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 this is uh, a discussion. Yeah, it's all good. It, what's an album that you can listen to back to front oh. that you really love? Like, what's one of those records? That From just, around that time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, some Jerry the Damager stuff that I oh, really yeah. like. Yeah, but yeah. yeah with, with Premier Production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. what was the first one? Rising Sun or yeah, something yeah, like that. So that, that 93, I think that was. Yep. Um, 94, like that was Naz and um, Illmatic, wasn't it? But yes. The same year there was J Live, The Best Part. Oh, J Live, yeah. That's absolutely. one of my That's favorite a good record. Albums, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, f- he's one of my favorite rappers, man. Like, MCs, mm. He's just mm. fucking, no one really knows about him. That's the thing as well. Like, if you say I f- I, I rate him in my top five, top he did 10, all, he did quite a few do, things with Dale Soul as well. Yeah, later yeah, yeah. on, I mean, it was a bit done, later. Like, yeah, like, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and and he's still doing stuff. He just released a new thing, and it's really beautiful. It's a it's, beautiful story. Yeah, I haven't heard the new thing. It's on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's great. Um, and so yeah, f- I still listen to that album, the best part a lot. Um, mm. And then, I mean, there's, there's shitloads from that time that I love. So do you have one? Do you have one? So the, so the J Live reminds me of Master Ace's album, the oh, last yeah. production that he's done. Master yeah. Ace's last record. Is it well, he no, did no, one no, no, the Master Ace where he's talking about his uh, What's that his called? life being in high school. Yes, yeah, when he was growing up through high growing school. Growing up through high school, um, and it's such a great album. We had tickets to go, but... We I both weren't one. feeling. Uh, it's quite quite new, isn't it? Anxiety over. Oh no, it's, no, it's, it's an old quite, one. It's an old mm. one. Well, it's, it's excellent. Two thousand fourteen, I think it was. I'll send it to you. Mm. I'll, write I don't it. Know. I'll find it. I got it in here. Um, I like slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the falling season, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I th- it's, it's mm, really no, good. It's like a story album. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, and he did one. 
another one like 2018 i think it was um but it was oh i can't remember who it was with it was something to do with dj shadow and him or i don't know yeah but these kind of really elaborate story albums so there's a whole narrative through the whole thing but it's all done through music and rap and Mm. yeah it's really cool but that album particularly is very good yeah it's cool Mm. um for me i love all the jungle brothers albums Mm. i think the sound from um no, sound from way out. That's that's the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I think I just I had a little bit of a flashback to something. <laughs> that's allowed. Yeah. Well, that's actually a great album. The though. filing system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is a good album. That is so good fantastic. It just goes yeah. to show a lot of people didn't realise that they are trained musicians and they could. I, I remember seeing them in Adelaide at the Adelaide Centre, and finally they got a place to play. Music apart from uh, the Thebi, the Thebian mm. Theatre, and I just remember them being on that on the stage, the round stage, which was just slowly turning around mm. uh, on the Lazy Susan, swinging around, playing their jazzy, jazzy funky beats. That mm. was amazing. Talking about, I've just got stars all over my body. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but I loved Straight Out the Jungle. One of my my all time favorite Jungle Brothers songs. Go yeah. back a sec just to Beastie yeah. Boys. Yeah. Yeah, um, of course. So I went and saw them, 88, Manly Surf Club. Yeah. They were, <laughs> Paul's Boutique had just come out, oh, but I, I they were still a punk band, mostly yes. mostly a punk band. Yeah, So we Some get. Some old bullshit. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Throwing elbows like <laughs> Bill Lambier. Yeah. All, yeah. the, all the skaters. <laughs> there was for the skaters back then. Absolutely, yeah. Skater yeah. sound, doesn't it? So yeah. we're out the front, shotgunning beers, <laughs> like we're excited, <laughs> we're ready to go. This is going to be the best gig ever. I get in there, and you know, Cookie Puss starts. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm up on stage, dive onto, dive onto the to the middle of the crowd. Everybody parts, and I go boom, <laughs> yeah. flat on the concrete, and I'm like, oh. God, and then they bounce. He's come and pick me up and throw me out. That was the end of my yeah, night. Because they, Basie boys. <laughs> yeah, oh. that happened to my mate a lot, and he was also six seven. <laughs> he had all the mosh pits. He'd always try and dive in, and everyone just collapse <laughs> under him. The sea parting. The sea parting. So, I don't know. So annoyed about it. I don't yeah. know whether the BC boys are good live or not. I have seen them since then, but they are actually great. But <laughs> sure and that wasn't yeah. the first time I'd seen them. And actually, went to a really tiny gig. Uh, it was in the 90s and Mixmaster Mike was DJing mm, mm, and it was heaving and it was so intimate it was, and it was rocking. It was phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting going to a Beastie Boys gig later on because you could tell that they'd entered into fatherhood because they had posters up all on the outside of the theatre saying, right, if you are going to try and surf or any of that, um, you are going to be ejected from, mm, from mm. the – and they actually got to the stage where they stopped the concert and they said, mm. we've told you, you cannot do this. You're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt other people. And they mm. kick people out and people That's go it's all about, to the like, back. and get a foot in the face at what, some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I remember seeing The Prodigy at Big Day Out yeah. many moons ago and in a very special place <laughs> and I was feeling quite – claustrophobic 
go, that can happen. And, <laughs> and I just remember thinking, oh, my God, where do all these people come from? And I'd been standing at the back, but I'd actually just got sucked mm, into the crowd. Yeah. And I'm a little person. And I, I was pushing everyone away from me. And I'm looking down on the ground I'm like, wow, there's sunglasses, uh, there's money, yeah. there's <laughs> everything on the ground. And all of a sudden, get picked up. Whee! Up the unicorn goes. She's flying around here, there and everywhere. And uh, then I and then I was like, get me the fuck out oh, of really? here. Because I get claustrophobic and uh. I was freaking out. I thought... I don't, I'm being tossed around and I um, like woo-woo, yeah. <laughs> three-pointer with woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> and I end up getting taken yeah, to the front and around with the the, the medic, medic guys. Um, and then I was feeling good, so I was starting to take photos <laughs> on the sidelines and and uh, this really older medical guy said, Ambo, he said, now young lady... If you're feeling better, best to get back out into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best advice I've ever heard from a medic ever. And here, here's another pill. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. But that was intense, but it was great. That was such a brilliant concert. Prodigy back in, yeah, that was the 90s yeah. in Adelaide. Yeah. That was meant to be the last, well, they did stop doing Big Day Out mm. for a long time, didn't they? And then they, yep. they started it up again. Mm. And the best Big Day Out, Experience I had in Sydney was seeing Carl Cox. Oh man, that was what year was I, that? Early two thousands, probably two thousand and one, two thousand and two. It too. was so I ridiculous. Was there and we had these unbelievable pills straight from Amsterdam that someone had got. <laughs> they were fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, your little eyeballs! I, I, I was at my hostel <laughs> and I was like, right, I'm going to take one before we leave. We'll get in the cab and then I'll be like. Oh. Once we get there, because you know, you know, take yeah. a bit of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I took one. It was with two girls, and they were faffing doing girly things. <laughs> and then we left, and literally five minutes and later, halfway and down yeah. through Kings Cross Street, before we even got in the cab, came up like a motherfucker. <laughs> got in the cab, driving, driving down to Moor Park or wherever, wherever the fuck it was. Invited the cabbie to dinner. Or something. <laughs> so I was so fucked up, like talking about food and stuff, and the girls in the back just pissing themselves. And we got there, and I'm like, Wee! and then just in we go, and yeah, it was it was really oh, good. Yeah. I, this was this is at Homebush, the one I went to. Oh, it wasn't more a different park. thing. Yeah, this is a more park. Two thousand. Oh. I actually thought this is two thousand ten or something. Oh Shit, no, yeah, this is two thousand and one. Yeah, I wasn't even in Sydney then. What am I talking oh. about? <laughs> yeah, we mini flashback too, darling. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember yeah, we rocked up. So we I think it's Australia Day, and I was. Living in Australia, yeah, 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 and it was always good seeing the goths and the and the bogans. Yeah, it was a mixture. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I saw Rage Against the Machine at one point. Uh, so yeah, that was so very, yeah we drove there, mix. and I um, I remember getting rock, rocking up to the boiler room, and they um, it was pretty busy, and. We'd walked in and ju- we we were lucky. We got through, and then all of a sudden, the police were linking their arms, bar- blocking it off because there was so many people mm. in there. We were probably about ten meters in and building up mm. the perspiration. Mm. People standing on bins, sweat flying everywhere. And I went to take a few photos at the front. The guy said, "It's way too hot. We can't handle the heat." I got down there, tried to take some photos, but because of the condensation in there, my camera just automatically fogged up. I couldn't even get a <laughs> decent photo. And I saw uh, it. Did you ever go to Home Nightclub? Maybe that was before your time. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Home, yeah. I remember going and seeing him there. Sort of drum and 
It was so fucking insanely hot and crowded and in there. There was condensation coming from the roof. Yeah, you got to hold your hand over your beer. Cause oh, it was, it was mental. Mm. It was mental. And walking home, because I lived in Piermont, we saved this guy's life. He was so bladded and walk, had. I said, where, where are your friends? And he was walk, staggering, staggering about a metre away from the harbour. Mm. <laughs> and we ended up... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yeah, I've seen it. We took him home. We had to take him to a backpacker's and make sure he got home. I've seen a similar thing and the guy fell in. We had to fish him out. Like just, just Oh, you just lean over and just pick him up. He was fully (laughs) knuck-knuck and he's gone into the harbour and we've just... Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, because for anyone that doesn't know, the harbour at night is... Very, you don't want to be falling in there. No, 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 no. But it's like, but like shark, bull sharks, the currents are mental. Yeah. And, and, and how do, there's not steps to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you can't get, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah how do you do get that. out of there? And, and and like you basically can walk out of this club and there's water. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, really like 15 metres from the, from the entrance of the club. Yeah. So must have, many of people must have at least fallen in. I don't know, I hope no one's carked it. Yeah. Well, luckily, had you and your tong arms to just lift <laughs> yeah, it out, yes. and crane on legs. Yeah, I, mean, I saw I saw Andy C at home nightclub. That was pretty cool. Mm. He's just yeah, full on dirty drum and bass, but like oh, see, I'm really not a drum and bass shit. head. You know that? Yeah, I'm into no, that shit. They used to have like a whole room. They remember the that middle room there? That was that once upon a time for many years was just the drum and bass room. Oh, at home? Yeah, I don't know. It was a good room. It was like padded, looked like a padded cell, but it was a big padded cell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just drum. I've always been there really <laughs> fucked up, so I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I'm really going, I'm really charging now! <laughs> Did you, throw, you just made that peak more than oh, me. Sorry. Both peaked then. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, machine, I apologise. For my um, yeah, drum and bass. Oh, it's fucking awesome. It was always hard. That was the thing I always missed. Was really good drum and bass. It was mm. always hard to find here, like proper. Oh proper man, drum you should have lived in Adelaide. But then I've always found Australians didn't quite understand how to dance to drum and bass. Okay, in give England. us a demonstration. Well, no, no, I'm not going to give you a demonstration. <laughs> oh, I just no, mean I the concept of it. Like <laughs> you're going you're gonna to dance and you're going to hit people and people are going to hit yeah, you and it, it doesn't yeah, matter because it's and bass. So it's like but, a mini mosh pit in itself. But me and my English mates would go down to a drum and bass and we'd just cause fucking chaos mm. and everyone would give us a wide berth and they'd get all offended that we just elbowed them in the face. It's mm. like, come on, it's drum and bass, mate. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, you kind it's of do. part you, of the thing. You're like a bowl and a pinball machine. You do bounce off ricochet off of each Drink, you go outside, smoke a big joint, go back in, but can barely stand and just be like <laughs> held up by your mates yeah, just exactly. bouncing around. And, yeah. So were you a drum and bass head? Mm. Great. Yeah? Uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, I used to love to go and dance to it, but I've never really been into it. Mm. So I've never played it or bought it. Yeah, but so it was definitely the room I ended up in, yeah. you know, when I went out, if that makes sense. Mm. I don't it's know. not really one to sit down and listen to in your no, chair. No. I mean, I liked hospital Kind of records that that a lot of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that kind of liquid kind of, drum and bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Like to listen, I did listen to some bit of that. At High home, contrast. But yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. But yeah. but as for going out, uh, the other, the stuff I liked to go out to was when they did the the reggae as well. Like so, it was more jungle. Yeah, the jungle yeah, stuff. Aphrodite. Yeah, that yeah, sort of stuff yeah, really yeah. really lit me up as well. Like uh, yeah. So when it came to the Jungle that, Brothers, Aphrodite. Track. Yes, mm. you love it. Mm. You talk about it nearly on every and single episode, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a good one. <laughs> it's called. I think it's, the album's called Afterlife mm. Aphrodite, mm. and it's all just like really well-known tunes. Like, mm. yeah, she's just fucked up with some dirty jungle. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Funny. Did you see those guys when they they played at the Shark Hotel of all places? Mm. When I saw them so. last, 
Jungle Brothers. That was mid two thousands. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'd have been here then. Yeah, they and they split up the crowd and got the crowd chanting against each other and. I was a bit disappointed because I, I had this. I bought this amazing. Uh, so on Cleveland Street, uh, there was a, a retro vintage clothing store called Mister Stinkies, mm. and I bought this. <laughs> I know it's so cool. Oh, is it? Yeah, I know it. Yeah, no. it's now a bike shop. But there's mm. nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, right. <laughs> uh, and so I got this super sexy. Well, for me, because I'm into the hip hop, <laughs> hip hop vibe, and I love that whole culture. Obviously, with my the way I, um, I mean, obviously I have my girly moments, but generally that sort of flavor. And it was cream, and it had red paneling, and it had super in in gold. It had superstar, and I got them to sign it, mm. but they just put their web their jbs.com on there and. Like what? When I was in high school, I ditched high school mm. to line up. We finally in Adelaide, we got the Virgin Mega Store, and Del Soul were rocking up for signings. Mm. I lined up on my own. I couldn't afford. I wasn't getting pocket money. I couldn't afford to buy their CD or anything. Mm. I did actually buy that. The very first. Um, hip hop album I bought was Three Feet in High Rising mm. with money from my nice. from my nana and pa. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so I rocked up on my own, get to the front, and they were so awesome. I said, Oh, you know, wh- what would you like us to sign? So I just put my leg on the table. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they loved it. Oh, yeah. So they just signed it. my jeans, and it was, yeah, so good. Mm. So much fun. Oh, thank you. Oh, the ice has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> if I had known it was going to be that kind of a party. <laughs> uh, okay, so you did you start DJing first or did you start making music first? Oh, no, definitely making music. I was never really into DJing, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like so... It was definitely about machines and and looping and chopping things up and recontextualizing sound. That was the thing that floated my boat early on. I mean, I loved music. Like I, I always loved it and bought it and obsessed over it. Like played things over and over again. So so you know that part of me was always a bit DJ, I suppose. But as for going out and playing it for other people, no, I was never really into it early on. Yeah, probably not till. Nearly 2000 before I really started right. DJing. Okay. Mm. What was the very first album you bought? Vinyl. Mm, that's a hard question. I, I don't really remember for sure. I mean, it's a weird one because I used to get pocket money for records. <laughs> my mum used to look after me quite well. So I used to buy those compilations early on. So this is like when I'm about eight or nine. So pretty early on. So like I remember the the first one I remember is Red Alert. Oh yes. Yeah, it had like Funky yes. Town and oh, Life yeah. at the Outpost. And Still going strong. Sapa Red Alert. Moi, I think maybe. Mm. It's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, but he's still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, not that Red Alert. That oh. was the name of the. Oh, I thought it was DJ like, Red Alert. It was actually a KTEL album, probably. Oh, okay. like one of those compilation. Remember yeah, those yeah, yes, one of yes. Those. So like not yeah. very interesting, but. The first record I remember buying, um, like with my own money that I really loved and was passionate about, was Upstairs at Eric's by Yazoo, probably, which was 1981. It's like a synth pop record. Oh. Um, 
Vince Clark, he was in Depeche Mode. Oh, man, and I then, just so wish I got to see Depeche and, Mode And Alison Moyet. Yes. So yeah, before that, okay. they were in a band together called Yazoo. Yeah, okay. uh, Only You, Only You, look, that yep. was a big hit that they had. Um, so that was, that's like 1981. That's the first record I remember buying. Like going down, riding down on the bicycle and, you know, the Riverwood record bar and buying it and just like, <gasps> it's a ride. Oh, so you know, exciting. After Countdown, watching Countdown and seeing oh, the well, Countdown. It's funny you, know? you just said that. Yeah. I was just about to say my brother, um, well, I used to buy Countdown magazine mm. and my brother would always win the competitions. All the vinyl was arriving for him. It's just, I seriously was just about, that's mm. amazing. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, countdown in england is one of these um letters and numbers type game shows so when he said that i was like that's weird Uh, maggot meldrum molly Molly. have you ever seen molly i've taken molly (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry he has a lot too (laughs) there's some stories i probably shouldn't i'll tell you one after this uh, because i don't know if we'll get into trouble for telling it but um yeah, he's, he's done some wild things. Mm. And I remember my hairdresser in Adelaide had photos of celebrities and photos of him in boots of car, absolutely fucking wasted and trolleys being pushed down the road. But he did so much, so much amazing – he had an amazing contribution to music yeah, with his, who he interviewed and profiled. Yeah, well, I'd, uh, like, I mean, Countdown was great, but I had this other thing happening in my life. So I had a next-door neighbour – and uh, they, it was like four, four kids or five kids, and the youngest was a girl, and she was in the same year as me at school. So we were really good buddies. But then there were three older brothers, and one of the older brothers was a DJ on Double J oh, yes. at the time. So he had just these two crates of records in the garage, which were like like Kraftwerk, The Cure, you know, Excellent. all this. Like, so I'm like nine or ten, and we're listening to these records, and like they're blowing us both away, like mm. going, you know, like really – Quite mature stuff, so you don't, you know, it's pretty unusual to kind of hear that when you're that young. That young, definitely. But then, like, it was really, really loved it. So, what did you? So that was lucky. So, your parents were obviously quite influential with your basketball career. Would you say musically they they obviously Uh, gave you money to buy music? But what were they listening to? They they had three good records. The trifecta <laughs> and that was it. They job so is the, I'll probably go from three to one. <laughs> Number three was the, the, the soundtrack to The Sting. Okay. You know, the Entertainer was a big song on there. That one. Yeah. I used to have to play that on the piano. <laughs> yeah, that's great tune. Great tune. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Put that on and I'd pop around to it a little bit and <laughs> do the splits at eight. Whatever. No. No. Still do that? No. no. Oh, I try. No. Every day I get the leotard on every day. Yeah. <laughs> the leotard of the Mimi. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> How do you like me now? <laughs> and number second, two. Number two, uh, German disco, Silver Convention. Oh, uh, yes. Not too bad. Silver yeah. Convention, not too bad. So, like, had fly, rub, fly. And I've never heard of them. Yeah, and... and uh, couple of other really, really kind of funky, really well-produced tunes on it that I really like, liked at the time and still liked it. I've still got that record and I still play it occasionally at home. And dig it. It's good. It's a good record. Mm-hmm. Um, and number one, The People's Choice um, and Boogie Down USA was the name of it. And, it, and it's like a Philadelphia soul oh, disco record. Yeah. So so my That'd dad be- used to go to some wild parties. He was in – he was a – 
he, he was in the law scene and there were some wild parties he used to go to and apparently he, someone played this record at the party and he went and bought a copy. And Unreal. He, and he, he brought it home. Well, and I can definitely played, see that, played it forever. that influence with you and what you play out. Bit of Philadelphia soul. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Soupy okay. plays quite a an eclectic mixture of music from soul, swing, disco, talking about the alternative, cure. Synth pop. Yeah, synth pop. New, oops. New, new romantic. New romantic. That was, yeah, that was <laughs> such a great period, wasn't it, really? Uh, you've been to see The Cure a few times, haven't you? Uh, only once. But oh, okay. That and was, was that delightful. the one? Yeah, recently. That with your bow. Oh, yes. The bow, <laughs> bow bear. Yeah. Mm, I was at that gig too. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. It was really interesting. So yeah. Robert Smith had a massive fear of flying and it took him for about 20 years to come over to Australia and I saw him. I have to send you guys a photo. Oh, my goodness. Me, this little little thing all in black, bright red lips and my curly curly hair and my pale skin because mm. now I've – I know I'm not that tan, but the sun does like me <laughs> a bit more. So you're like a you're a proper Pantone what? <laughs> Are you a goth? No, I just um no, I was I just had my like I do now. I just had right, my yeah. own thing going mm. on, and I whatever I whatever I wake up to want to wear, I'd wear. Mm. So I didn't have. I went through a massive seventies phase. And eventually I gave a lot of those. I still got some of those clothes from high school, but I, get, I gave a lot of those clothes back to the op shops. <laughs> and, but, uh, but yeah, you know me. You've known me for ages. Yeah. And you as well, you see that I go through phases of wearing different things. Well, it just feel, I just want to be comfortable or dress up. Mm. Be a bit crazy sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, it's a very cute photo with all my art in the background. So it was just after high school and, and went to see The Cure play and and very happy because first uh, in the first five songs was Love Cats, mm. which is definitely a big favourite. And uh, yeah, what was your favourite Cure my song? My favourite Cure song, well, I've got a couple. Primary. Yeah. Um, Killing an Aberrant. <laughs> Not, no, it's, it's all right. It's a good song, but it's not one of my favourites. I like uh, Let's Go to Bed. Yes, yes. That, they're my two favourite, yeah. I think. And In Between Days. Probably. Yeah, beautiful. But, yeah. Disintegration's good too. Mm. Oh, I mean, they've just done – were you ever into The Cure? Not really. No? no. Was, did you just have a micro-sleep? No, no. He's <laughs> <laughs> like The Cure. I was just trying to think of The Cure tracks. So He's like, like yeah, oh. I don't really – I don't know. You're going to really call this interview it. with emos. <laughs> <laughs> You know, for me it was heavy music, then mm. some other stuff, and then just hip hop, basically, like mm. some British indie, like early nineties kind of Oasis, Blur, all that yeah, sort of, sort of pulp, yeah. that sort of stuff. Because in England at that time it was huge, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then it was just hip hop, all just hip hop, yeah. basically. And then it branched out from there into funk, soul, that sort of yeah, stuff. Once that, I found hip hop, it then that's developed the same, around same from thing there. happened with me. Like so, sampling yeah. just suddenly explodes, makes the world of music explode for sure. Yeah. Mm. I guess it was from all the samples that they used in hip-hop. You're like, oh, where's that from? And then yep. you find the original. Oh, that's awesome. And then it just kind of... Exactly. Yep. Yeah. For me, that's what it was. And then, yeah. Yeah, so I, I've listened to a lot of different music along the way and once again wake up and maybe one morning I want to listen to Jack Johnson or I want to listen to some house music to get me going or Johnny Cash. I, yeah, I, a little yeah. bit of ring of fire. I, mean, I no, branch out no, a huge no, amount now. Like you just 
discover all kinds of stuff now and like and with hip-hop it was weird because i got into it and it was kind of like originally kind of like nwa oh yes and then <clears throat> a bit of public enemy and then i found like jurassic five mm. and then dilated peoples and then people under the stairs and all that kind of stuff and mm. then eminem dr dre mm. and then it got to that point and then i was like oh and then found like Common, Taylor Quarterly, High Tech, all that kind of, all those kind of guys. And then it just branched out. And then I would, then I started going backwards in time. Mm. Found like Biggie and Tupac and mm. Naz and you know Jerry the Damager and just kept going and finding all that cool. And that's like the best stuff for me, I think. And it's so it just crazy weird how it went. You can pick one genre of music, and even with the original genres of music, there's so many subgenres of music. There's just so much. Music out there, how are you expected to know oh, all of it? And that's why I love it. That's why I love it when people introduce me to new music. It's almost infinite. It's yeah. just mm, it's that much. and food for me. It's the same thing with food. Food is infinite, what you can do with it. Mm. It's the same with music. It's yeah. just, I mean, even in amazing. like you know, so got heavily into sort of late 50s, early 60s R&B, you know, and you think, well, that's probably is probably you know, three or four hundred good tracks out there, but then <laughs> that's it. It's like the deeper you go, oh, there's more immense. and more bangers and the deeper you get down there, it's like, what? This is There's <laughs> one song. So when we go to the Love Shack and we listen to your mixes and there's this song and I don't know who it's by called I Want to Get Drunk. Uh, I want to get drunk. It's I'm drunk. I'm, I'm not drunk. I'm drinking. That one, maybe? Uh, guy singing really deep voice, not quite Tom Waits, that sort of uh, deep, but. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. Maybe. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Well, but that's that's it. That's happening right now, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, music's great. Out of all the genres mm. that you play, yeah, what's your favourite? Or it's once that's again, a, it's like that, me putting on. Okay, um, it's a mood thing. Mm, that's a hard question. I'd say the thing I feel most comfortable playing is soul. Like that's the thing that I enjoy playing the most. I just like soul and R and B. Like like when I say R and B, fifties, sixties R and B. I like playing playing uh, like wonky hip hop. So not so much um, vocal hip hop, but instrumental hip hop, which is all like gooey and tripped out, and but not trap as well. Like like proper hip hop, but that just descends into madness. And then just dissolving it into into all sorts that I, that I really enjoy. I don't get to do it very often. And do you are you familiar with some hip hop that's like that? The artists <laughs> that play it. I don't know. I don't well, know. Yeah. Do you want to throw uh, some names? I don't know. What Wasoup, um, uh, House Shoes. Um, oh God, I can't even think of the names off the top of my head. Um, and are they? Where are they from? Predominantly, is this the genre um, that was created? US. Okay. So there's a there's a there's a website called Attic Tech, and Attic Tech is. Um, just like really deep bedroom producers who are just like doing this, you know, strange hip hop, mm-hmm. instrumental hip hop sound, mm-hmm. but fully experimental. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's but it's it's really heavy and it's all dissolves into itself and uh, it's hard to explain. I don't I don't really know. Why Super is someone I really love who it's does like that hip hop of like nine inch nails, but for hip hop. Yeah, like absolutely. Kind of experiment. Yeah, kind of. So I so I love playing that like. The, that that brings me a real joy, but I don't get to do it very often anymore. Occasionally, there's a night that where they go, yeah, yeah, go on, do it. Go, <laughs> 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 
inside out, do it, do yeah, it, do exactly. it, do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, craziest party you've played at? Craziest party. Ooh. Too many. Pretty, pretty good one in Canberra. <laughs> there was a pretty good one in Canberra, which was a house party that I'd got employed to play at. And like like it was a it was a fetish party, but the particular fetish that it was was uniforms. Not well, unicorns. No, <laughs> uniforms. So there's like a bunch of people in like army uniforms and Nazi uniforms and then sort of latex sort of V uniforms. I've been to a couple of uniform parties. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So And, and then everyone was in a character of, of like a kind of connected to the uniform and it was just, it was fetish. It was just pure fetish, furry, like furries as well, uh, yep. all, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, that, that was a pretty weird part. That descended into madness. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, <laughs> this is, I found my I – found, I, hallelujah, I found my <laughs> limit. <laughs> Did you feel you were finally with your people? <laughs> uh, no, to be honest, they weren't my people. No, absolutely, they were way weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, Timmy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit drunk. Already, so. <laughs> I think uh, the combination of the CBD and the whiskey is a yeah. particularly enjoyable yeah. combination. Yeah. Uh, what would you do without that wall? You would just fall right over. You're almost pose. swimming and looking at the clouds and the sky. I heard the B-Girls warehouse party. Queen B? Queen B, yeah, yeah, yeah. was pretty out there. Uh, mm, well, I mean, as far as warehouse parties, it was really well organised. That mm. was the first and thing the about it. The music amazing. was great. Uh, the yeah, it was it was a great venue, and like they'd organised everything. Let's shall we say down to the nth degree. So <laughs> everything was perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, I know why. I understand that. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not unaware of that fact. So this is the mm. party when we were we. Did our last cast? I did a big shout out. Oh for, yeah, yeah, for yeah the they were doing it. Yeah, yeah, so, sorry, yeah. Queen Bee is a, a monthly gig that happens at the Hive Bar, and it's all female DJs. And they actually got together and did a warehouse party because there's a few of them on rotation. Yeah, it's in Marrickville in a secret venue, and apparently secret the venue spot. and the, everything was. Um, I've only heard amazing things. People sending me photos of them going home with the sun going up. Yeah, I mean the music music was great too. Then they programmed it really well. So there's about six or seven of them. So it started off with you know garage and soul, and then disco, kind of disco house, and then reggae, um, and then like uh, like so they had a sound system set up. So like bass music. So it just descended into like pulverizing bass at the end, and the girls like uh, like uh, Cat the Russian just to you know obliterating the dance floor. <laughs> These bass records is like pretty good. Oh, fun! Where was that reggae sound system? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Would have blown it apart. I've been at garage as well. No one ever plays enough garage. No, that's true. Yeah, garage never really like it was a really, it was really tiny window in Australia. Yeah. It didn't really happen. Even like, in England, it was. I suppose it was, it was huge, around the time. Yeah, ninety. 697, yeah. I suppose, in England yeah. when it started getting really big and everyone was playing it. And um, I didn't really like it then, though. Mm. It was all right, it was cool, but I. What didn't you like about it? I think because everyone else liked it. Okay. There's yeah, a I think I was one of those. I don't know. I think because at the time I was into slightly heavier stuff and I was going out to like seeing like um, Rage Against the Machine, Deftones, and okay, different, all kinds of real ridiculous sepulture and. Really? I wasn't really, well, I wasn't really into that. So my mate was into it, so I just went along. And like, where's your guitars, mate? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's an experience, though. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. And then, you know, um, Skunk and Nancy, they were cool live. Mm. They were awesome live. Um, and then, yeah, so the garage thing was a bit of a different scene for me at the time. But now, I, yeah, I quite like it. I mean, at least the streets came out as well, which was sort of on the cusp of garage, but on the cusp of hip hop. It was, so it was his own thing, I suppose. So that kind of, I got into it then, I suppose. But yeah. I wouldn't, the streets was kind of garage. He had kind of garage beats, but then mm. it was a bit different. So mm. that original, original pirate material for me is just such a fucking important album at the what's time. It, so for you, what's Amazing. your favourite, oh, it's the Roots, isn't it? Your favourite concert you've ever been to? <sighs> One of them. But that's probably because I smoked weed for the first time in about three years <laughs> and I got uh, completely <laughs> obliterated. No, um, it was the roots. Oh, the roots were amazing. I mean, Black yeah, Thought, Italy, just to see Italy. Black Thought live is just... Mm. You, you watched um, level, you know? Tiny Desk Concert? Some of them. Yeah, not, not much all of them. There's some pretty good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Good ones, yeah. mm. There's a new guy called Dave, who's a British artist who won the Mercury Music Prize this year. His album is sensational. And he was on... Uh, about two weeks ago, did okay. a tiny desk concert, and he's really fucking good. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah, them for a couple. He's of weeks. amazing. Yeah, um, and his album is well worth checking out. Um, it's uh, what's it called? Hang on. Um, it is called Psychodrama. 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 Okay. Psychodrama. <clears throat> it's amazing. Really good album. Yeah. The psychodrama is animal out of the Muppets. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Have you seen that video where he's drumming, 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 and just explodes? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's happened to all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, favourite live guy. I don't know. I, I, my first gig was the Levelers. I don't know if you know them. Yes, you um, shared them with me. When I was like 14, me mm. and my, my mate's mum drove us down to Brighton, which is her hometown. Mm. First ever gig. And she just sent us inside. We were like 14. She said, she said, I'll be here when you finish and come find me. And she just sent us in. We just went in there and had this amazing time. And oh, no so booze nice. or anything. Just like, mm. it's just amazing. And them live are just, yeah, they're incredible. Mm. If you've never seen them live, it's well worth doing. They were over here a few years ago, actually, but playing like a 25-year anniversary of their first album. Oh, how lovely. Um, and incredible for a band to be together for that long. Oh, yeah, they're great. I mean, they're... So that was probably a standout gig for me because it was one of my first proper live gig. But mm. um, but yeah, the Roots. I've seen them twice, and yeah, over here that was really good. Mm. They were. Yeah. What about local music, Timmy? Have you been to see? I know when it comes to hip hop, yeah, you yeah. like you love Shan's Frenzy's music. Yeah, 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 yeah. His stuff's really good. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, um, he got a load of exclusives for the new Gangstar album as well, which he played on his. Um, That's show. a good record, yeah. yeah it's good, it's a bit it? weird the way they kind of throw Guru. It is a bit versus odd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, odd. I guess. But the, all the guest spots around it. Yeah, incredible. they're really good. I mm. mean, I guess he's sort of done it to help support Guru's family yeah, 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 as well, course. I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. and he actually got Guru's son on one of the music videos. Okay. And um, playing Guru in, in it, which mm. was pretty cool. Mm. Um, the beats are great. Like the beats oh, yeah. are he's just primo, fire. Man. It's yeah. just but at, at his best again, like, you know. Oh like, yeah, he's I think he's had a real resurgence recently, I yeah, think. Yeah. Like the yeah. the the um album he did with um who was it? I wanna say Royce to Five Nine, but it wasn't. Um but he's he's done some yeah, really good stuff recently. He just mm. seems to be kind of having this resurgence yep. again. So yeah, good. Um yeah. 
Yeah, it's really good. It's a bit like you. You had a break for a bit and you got back into it. Yeah. So you did Funky Nomads for a while and then you talk about Super Loops. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, so we're going back to We're that. going back to 97. Okay, uh, so... Oh, How really did that start. come about you doing a solo album? Because you'd been doing Funky Nomads before go, that, hadn't probably you? Probably got to go back a bit further. Sure. So... Um, so no, so let's sort of go. We sort of were talking about the basketball, and then the, there's a '93, the Nomads' first thing, the Hills of the Live came out, mm-hmm. and it was it, like it was an EP came out on vinyl. It was going quite well, and that it was getting played on Triple J, like which was very unusual to hey hear any hip hop on on Triple J. Then never mind about local hip hop. Mm-hmm. That was quite surprising, and um and then John had a big religious epiphany, and um like like went. Kind of, kind of Pentecostal, uh, you know, Old Testament talking in tongues, like the whole kind of, you know, mm-hmm. thing. I don't know what to call it. And uh, we just couldn't communicate. Like it was like he was sort of like saying, look, I can't do this because God's telling me it's wrong. And, you know, and I'm like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> you do, you know, because you're just sort of you're young and you're – you don't understand what's happening to someone that they're going through a changing life. And so we just didn't talk for 10 years. So I just sort of went, well, I'm going to keep doing this. And um, Creative Vibe started up, which was a, a like a young label. like the, so, so the EP that we did for Funky Nomads was on a label called Po' Boy. And Peter and Heidi Pasquale were part of Po' Boy. Then Po' Boy only did one release and then they went bankrupt because they were all coked out of their minds pretty much. God love them. Um, but thank you because we got our first release out of it. It was awesome. But then, uh, not Peter and Heidi, by the way, but the other people that were involved. Mm-hmm. So Peter and Heidi then started up um, Creative Vibes and they would came to me and said, do you want to come and make music on your own? It's like, yeah, sure. So did an EP called Deadbeat with a guy called Avine who's been a big part of the scene for a long time. And he taught me a lot actually about proper sampling because I was always using the Amiga and all the, you know, kind of, bedroom stuff and then I, I got a Kurtzball K2000 which is a proper kind of 16-bit keyboard sampler it was like six thousand mm-hmm. dollars so like every cent that I had I piled into yeah. a sampler Idiot! <laughs> my two brothers bought Did you sleep with it oh only if only you'd had a oh. <laughs> Sort of port. So I was compatible. The port wasn't big enough. Yeah. <laughs> a port is a port. <laughs> anyway, I know that port. wrong port. Enough of that. Anyway, so 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 I bought that. My two brothers they bought they put deposits on houses and now they're rich and I'm. <laughs> My sample lasted 20 years and then the motherboard died on it. So. Oh, oh a starving artist crew. <laughs> That's one that I interviewed. Uh, but who cares? I had lots of fun. No, I think it's always good to buy the audio gadget. Yeah, exactly. House. That's what I've done. But, but, but what, that out, what that, sorry, that keyboard allowed me to do was to get to the level where I could make an album like Superlip. So it, it was like a keyboard, but it was a sampler. So it looked like a synthesizer. So it had like 64 keys on it. Yeah but it was a sampler. So what you could do, you could map all your sounds across the keyboard. So on each note was a different beat or sound. So like you'd have a you know a drum loop and then a bass loop and you could hit them both together and drum then drop in bits bits of weird yeah. stuff or like, you know, do do drop in. So like, you know, I'd sit there and think I was the happy organist playing <laughs> samples. <laughs> and, that, and that's where it sort of started, I suppose. And I, and I made the whole album on that with a step sequencer 
for people who know what that is, probably be most of you wouldn't have a freaking clue. No, no offense, you probably don't. But dumb fucks. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't mean it like. I didn't Unsubscribe. Really didn't, I didn't mean it like that. I really didn't. Um, and and then so that so that so it's kind of made that with that album and it it went really well it, it was like album of the week on triple j which was like unheard of at the time like you know like it was a instrumental hip-hop record weird as fuck instrumental hip-hop record and they made it album of the week that's cool so i think it's yeah, it was good and, and then i toured and played a lot around off the back of that and the next thing that came out was a, a sleek the elite he was an, an arabic rapper and we got put together because of, of um what like what I was doing, and then he was doing lots of freestyle stuff. So this guy called Miguel D'Souza was doing a show on 2SER called The Mothership Connection. He put us together and said, you two need to work together. So Sleek financed his record, Sleekism, and um, it went really well as well. It, it you know got onto a rotation on Triple J and was going to get album of the week, but then one of the DJs took offence at a couple of lyrics. One of them yeah. like, oh, um, I, I'm an environmentalist. I use women as my heater. <laughs> No, <laughs> it is. I, I understand it's probably a little on the sexist side, but it's you know it's tongue, it's tongue in cheek. It's tongue in cheek. It's the bear you know. keeps me warm. Hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not meant to be taken seriously. No. Anyway, they did, and therefore it didn't get album of the week. But nevertheless, we did a lot of touring off the back of it, and um, it was all rolling at a very high pace. And um, he was about to get his own show on SBS, you know, because he was in Fat Pizza as well. And off the back of that piece, he was getting his own show. So it was all like pounding along and we were like, you know, thought we were going for the stars. And then, I mean, pretty much drugs brought us, brought us down. So that's what happened. And <laughs> that's, to be honest, and, and like he- I bet re- you had fun though. No, we had a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. And he, he kind of went right off the rails. I, I kept going and I, and I pulled away from him and we didn't make any more music together because I couldn't keep up pretty much. That was, you know, like I was like, I found my limits of that. But I, I kept making music and I had a couple of other kind of big records in that they were also played on Triple J. So Electro and album with Catalyst's label, which is called mm-hmm. Beat Root. And they were all getting a lot of play on the radio. But I mean, it's all just hearsay and lost in musical history, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stopped about 2008, didn't make anything for about seven years. I don't know. <laughs> so what? Um, so initially, in nineteen ninety-seven, Superloops was released on CD and mm. through Creative Vibes. Yep. Last year. Yeah. So released yeah, on Wax Wax Museum label in Melbourne and Record Store in Melbourne. They were fans of it, and uh, they re- it never came out in vinyl originally. It was supposed to come out in vinyl at the time because it got picked up by a label in Britain called. Uh, too cool, too cool records in Britain picked it up and um, it was coming out on double vinyl over there. But then there was a uh, record company wrangling, shall we say, and uh, it never happened. But it was signed, so it just never happened. And whatever, you know, I didn't really care at the time. But then later on I was like, oh, that was really a shame that it didn't come out on vinyl because, you know, vinyl's nice. I love vinyl. I listen to all my music on vinyl still now pretty much. And, um, What's the tactile and there's something more special level. about yeah. it? Yeah, put it in the, well, that, the, that's the thing, immersive, putting the needle on and and the crackling. It's of more the of a, a, a mo- it's more of a moment <coughs> when you do it. I think rather mm, than just mm, sticking mm. on your Apple Music or whatever and 
Yeah, yeah that's what I'm trying to say with the being tactile. I mean, we've talked yeah. before, before about um, the CDs and you know, buy all the CDs and you get home, you read all the cover to cover and it's a real special, yeah. you know, the yeah, back when things were it's actual pro- proper unboxing ceremonies yeah, yeah. and yeah. because you were in love with this music, yeah. which has made the, gave you these emotions. Well, well, Wax Museum, great label. They, they just said, hey, let's do it. Let's put it out on double vinyl and that was ex- – Excellent. So they remastered it. Sounds great, and it's 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 there. And they did a whole like insert, and you know, it was a, it was funny enough. It was at the time that happened. It was kind of a dark part of my life, and then this it picked me up out of the blue. Like he's like, oh, people, someone gives a shit, and then That's you good. sort of feel better about yourself. So it was good. I'm, Lots of it, people. You know, it's weird how that. Ha- I know, but like, can a, you still can you <laughs> still buy that? Can yes, yes. So yeah. it's available. Yeah. Yes, yes, we'll Wax Museum. Yeah. Put the links up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get, you've got a Bandcamp page, haven't you? Oh, yeah, or very ineffective one, but yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> up there. No, no Funky Nomads. Funky Nomads too. Funky Nomads soups. I am up there, but it's no, I don't I don't know how to do it. Does anyone know how to make, can someone make me a Bandcamp page properly? Sure, figure it out. Yeah. yeah, we can. You're good at that kind of thing. I'll help you with that. I'll I employ you. Can I, like I support Jay Live through his band camp. Like I do a lot of, I bought his yeah, discography cool. and there's all sorts of little things you can get and merch and he has special release vinyl and stuff that you can get through that. And yeah, yeah. So there's so lots I've, of stuff you can do through it. Yeah. There's, you need more marketing, darling. I have to say... <laughs> It, it was I'm hard a, yeah. for me to find your record well, to send through to Timmy so he could listen to. I mean, you were on SoundCloud, but but yeah, we got to look at it this way. So they've got rights, do they? It, well, no, no, it's nothing about that. So I make music. I don't. I don't market music. And okay, so you can go. Well, why don't you market music? That's part of. But I'm not telling you off. I'm just no, saying no, it was no, hard no, to no. find. But, but, <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm. But I'm saying what I'm saying is like, like, like you know, I don't. There's not why I do it. I'm not doing it. For that reason, yeah, it's not, yeah. no, like it's it's like whatever. Like I'm past that. Like it's I don't. There's no money in music anymore. Mm-hmm. Even if you're marketing it properly, and there's no money in it. Like there's much. Like yeah. I DJ full time. Like I DJ a lot, twenty hours a week, mm. thirty hours a week sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's good money. And I don't even market myself for that. I just go out there and do it. I think it's a bit of bogus stuff. I think that's where Maybe. musicians and artists make their money is through live performing. I think yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where it is at the moment. Because you don't get much from these like streaming platforms, really. If yeah. you, I mean, it's minimal, unless you're getting billions but of listens. But what I will say is like, it's an art. Marketing is an art. And people who are good at that need to do it. And if someone wants to do it for me, I will go, <laughs> I will hand it to them <laughs> with open arms and I'd hug them and pay them even. Uh, but... You know. So our lovely friend meme, which I'm wearing, I'm representing with. I the, can see, yeah, with the, great t-shirt. The t-shirt, which I don't know if you were watching me on Saturday night. So Subi and I have seen a lot of, you know, it's like they were living together. We've seen so much <laughs> over, of each other over the weekend, um, which has been lovely. Uh, but we, so we went to your friend's Thanksgiving do on Saturday, which was so lovely. Everyone brought contributed with food and they did this. I think every year you guys do this little ceremony where everyone writes down something that they're thankful for and they get read out by a couple of people, which is really sweet. Uh, Fucking cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring bring that beat back. (laughs) That's that's one of my cunt beats. Yeah, it's good. I've got three of them. Yeah, I knew. Uh, I'd heard you say that before. So I was like, I mean. 
been thinking about it. Yeah, so we do that. It's beautiful. It is lovely. Yeah. And then we went to – so Meme, Michael, he had his listening party. At, and originally it was meant to be a Papa Disco's, but the, the that part of Earth has caved in. <laughs> yeah, their floor collapsed. Yeah. The whole record store. Sinkhole. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it, was a, it always had a – like it was concrete floor, and even when they moved in, it had like a corner that was like corrupt. So they it's instead a, of trying to redo the whole corrupt floor, corner, stay away. Yeah, don't, 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 <laughs> do not, children, do not go there. Yeah. Anyway, so they didn't fix it properly. They just tried to try to fix the corner. You can't do that with concrete. Concrete, just, just sort of <laughs> put a sign on top of it, or sort of a chair. I'm going to put a little bit more concrete on here. Yeah. Yeah. More weights. That's all we need. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it would have actually been a lot of fun having the party there because with the with the collapsed floor. No. No, oh. no, just with the venue and it would have been BYO and a big old different party, pantaloons. I, I think they're probably, they're blessed that they didn't have it because yeah. it was loose. Like Saturday night was really loose. Mm. Yeah. I um, You went to the other place, didn't you? Yeah, Cotton Mouth. Yeah, Cotton Mouth. That's with the good sound system, is it? Is that oh, somewhere no. else? No, it, wait a minute, where am I thinking? Cotton Mouth is a whiskey bar and they sell, they've got a great record collection and they're on Enmore Road and it's a small venue but it's got a cute little lounge area at the back yeah. and I'm really – It's it. great. It's really good. We've got and good the, staff as well. I thought yeah, really, the staff really are awesome. Good, good so it was that place that you were talking about that does all the cool listening things with the really good yeah, stuff. One, oh, yeah, so one deck, deck nights and they've had right. some really impressive people like mm. Arne from um, – The Ramones. Not The Ramones – Hard-ons. Oh, the hard-ons, sorry. And, Same sort of vein. Uh, Go-betweens, the lady oh, from the Go-betweens yeah. as well. Who, I mean, not my music, but people really care about that stuff. Yeah, okay. Mm. Oh, God, for you. Because I – sorry, Michael, you're probably not going to be listening anyway. But <laughs> I, I, There were about, I don't know, about 100 of these. and I, I had a meme sticker on my tit for like about two days. Yeah, I stuck them. I wonder who on, put it there. I stuck them on everyone. Every, every patron had one. <laughs> the I'm year sure it's gone. And I've got, I've got a, uh, my notebook has lots of stickers on it. I'll put it there on there. There you go. Yeah. My cookbook actually has it. I yeah, guess. good. Well, he had his launch and he was very smart. I texted him. So I brought his music on Bandcamp and I've brought your music. But he a message came through. Thank you so much for your contribution. You can have the music in two weeks. And I texted him, right, Michael. <laughs> I said, marketing in full effect with his smart marketing I said so you've got my money and i've got to wait for your music <laughs> he said yes i'm very smart <laughs> <laughs> why do you have to wait oh no it's very smart he released one track and that track oh, is that, killer oh yeah, yeah it's like okay, reggae yeah, but yeah. with a housey vibe that kicks in a lot amazing. of places do that now they the, release the album but it, it comes yeah. out before so like he's got two or three tracks or something so yeah. it's on a it's on a record label um concrete dawn I think, uh, could be I'll, wrong I'll there. Look, I'll look it Something up. Dawn. I don't Pretty sure it's Concrete name. Dawn. Uh, could be wrong. Anyway. That's all right. I'll look it up while yeah. you're Yeah. So, so, so the reason why it was like that is because the label, they were holding it back. You know, when you have, when you have a label like, you know, sitting over you with music, yeah. you do what they say generally. Well, because I've noticed that with a lot it's of clever. albums. Like it, the, mm. Even the, the new Gangstar album, he released one or two tracks first like Tokyo a few dawn. weeks before. Tokyo Dawn sorry yeah um, correct and so you can kind of listen to it and get the vibe and then you're oh, okay and then it gives you a bit of buzz about the thing and then they release the album yeah, yeah. later or whatever smart, it is, so. but you know me I like teasing people <laughs> <laughs> 
Super, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> you love it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I bought his Fucking T-shirt. Cunt. <laughs> oh, tough crowd. Well, I hope no, you've enjoyed your you. first and last time on the show. <laughs> I was trying to press the blue one. <laughs> well, that's oh. the, blue, the blue one's just like... <laughs> We've got. I said, you fucking can't. And we've got. Fucking can't. You can't. I can't, can't. Can't. No, we need the dick in the mashed potato. The whole whole track of that is particularly good. This bloke came up to me, it's called. And I think that's what it's called. Mm. This bloke came up to me. He came up to you, yeah. He called me a cunt. He called you a what? He called me a cunt. He called you a cunt. Yeah. And it just goes on like that. Mm. Imagine that in the 60s. That's, yeah. Yeah. Be able to buy that on vinyl. So that, the whole album is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you and Daniel. There's a worst job in the world track, which is particularly it. good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there's too many. Uh, too many cunts. Wah, 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 back. Yeah. I don't know. I like having all the cunts. No, never enough. <laughs> so funny when my I made I forced my mother to listen to one of our episodes, she said, and she said, "No, no, no." I said, "Please support your daughter." Yeah. <laughs> Your baby unicorn. Has anyone like complained about the? My mum did. Oh, that's what I'm leading into. She said, "She said you sound really great, but I wish your friend would stop saying that word." (laughs) I say "cunt" a lot. I'm English. It's one. It's just like saying "hello." (laughs) Yeah, it's not quite so offensive. Well, it kind of is. I don't know. Need to come up with a. Is there any more a a more offensive word than it? That would be a better word. What? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. How do we come up with it? Yeah. I don't think there is. I don't know. No. Well, it depends what kind of you say. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't have that. It doesn't have enough harsh enough sound. Avant. Avant. Yeah, there's some sort of. Say it in German. Yeah. Sorry to all the readers out there. You know, you know, you know I love Rewind! <laughs> Rewind! I want to fast forward! <laughs> now I'm just having a Ferris Bueller flashback in the car. Great film. We promise that there won't be any more C words for the next three minutes. <laughs> you come. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> we'll stop saying it. Mm. I, t- I take explicit when I upload it. So it's oh, right. right away. So people know it's going to be a bit offensive. Apparently, if you say it too much on YouTube, they demonetize you, though. But we're not on YouTube, so it doesn't really fucking matter. Mm. That'd be right. Yeah. Damn YouTube. Yeah. When I do the cooking Fun show, police. We, we won't you can't do anything on YouTube words. anymore. Did yeah. you watch Sleek the Elite back with Soupy? I, I sent that to you. Did you? Mm. So they have reconnected. Yes, we have. Yes, so mm. after years of debauchery, really speaking, well, <laughs> there was, wasn't that many years. It was like maybe two or three years of debaucherous touring, and uh, and then we sort of went our separate ways. And then he has got his act together recently. He has, you know, and and there's the new series of Fat Pizza. There's a record label in Brisbane, and there's a guy who who like owns this uh, record label called Mad Cat Cap Global. Mm-hmm. He's Welsh. His name's um, uh, Stephen Morris. He's made his money from fertilizer and fertilizer distribution around Queensland. Mm. And he's got a record label <laughs> called Madcap Global. It's such a weird story. That's weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It is. But but he's like super on our side, and he's a lovely guy. And 
focused on helping us make music again. So he gave us a big advance and we so we made an EP called Back in Business. Nice. And it's on Madcap Global. That's it. It's a little new, that little video on YouTube. Mm. And, and Under Pets a and Animals category. <laughs> <laughs> I did change it eventually. <laughs> That's why. I thought you did it on purpose. I, I did. I just wrote category, Pets and Animals. Yeah, I, know, I, I know. I saw you do it. I did. And it was. I, well, whatever it was, it was there by default for some reason. Pets and animals. I'm like, oh, that's kind of what just amusing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we are. Maybe it's no. You totally are. About this. Never got know. over that. Never got over that trip to Canberra. Fairy <laughs> <laughs> fuzzballs. Mm, yeah. But then I thought, oh, better be a bit serious here. My marketing gene kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> So who's been the biggest asshole on the dance floor? Uh, to find that, like, so what do you mean? A punter. Oh, like the biggest person. Um, I don't Just know about asshole. There was this. I remember playing in Canberra one time, and not, Canberra's a weird place. So the, the other mm. party that was like the uniform party that was Canberra as well. So minding my own business, like a playing a seven hour set in this uh, little bar in Canberra, and I'm 15 minutes in, and this woman and man start dancing and this woman's dancing around looking at me and then she starts flashing her vagina at me <laughs> 15 minutes into a seven hour set 15 minutes and like and smiling at me progress to <laughs> exactly where there's no <laughs> yeah. you keep over and over like so it's no element of surprise <laughs> <laughs> i'm reasonably open-minded but that was too much was she at least hot or <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so probably not. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't think anyone in Canberra is Everybody. Hot, <laughs> oh, I know I've got a couple of hot friends from Canberra. Oh, okay. I love you. Apologies to you hot friends, but everyone else. <laughs> Keep the muff away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's funny. What's been the most ridiculous person on the dance floor? Do not say me. <laughs> well, probably, probably After Saturday night, maybe rascally. I was so rascally. I reckon maybe we could go. So maybe that woman is more ridiculous. Okay. So let's let's, let's swap yeah. it, swap the answers around. So so the woman flashing yourself at fifteen minutes in, like so it's like seven o'clock at night. By the way, yeah. yeah, it was just ridiculous. So the most obnoxious person, right? This is weird. This night, so I'm sitting there DJing, and this woman comes up, and she's all like, you know, passive-aggressively angry at me right from the word go, like, oh, I don't really like the music you're playing and I really want you to change it and uh, it needs to change quite quite soon, otherwise I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh, I don't care about you. Fair <laughs> leave. If you know? she said that to me, I'd drop the <laughs> dirtiest jungle you could ever imagine just to piss her off and everyone else. But yeah, well, what, what, what I, well, what I did, I started playing songs like Evil Woman and yeah. The Bitches Back and <laughs> just did this whole set of like song, <laughs> annoying songs for her. So so what she did, I don't know how she did it. It was, it was impressive in a, in a way. She managed to make every person in the bar leave. <laughs> And then, and then wow. come up to me. Then they come up to me while she's done it. She's the only person left in the bar. And she says, "How'd you like that, you fucking asshole?" <laughs> That's amazing. It was wow. She's yeah. got magical. She's a yeah, witch. She she's was got like magical a, power. Yeah, yeah, she was on a, a fat cheek, taking the headphones off, come out and just dance myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she nailed me. Totally oh, nailed me. Like, but like hats was, off. 
Yes, like it was weird. Like, how mm. do you do that? Wizardry. Because <laughs> it was like impressive. a lot of people. It was like, yeah. you know, 50 people in the bar, then there was nobody, like literally oh, no one. no. It was bizarre. Oh. Mm. You still get paid though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the beauty of DJing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's a like 100 million people in the bar or one, you get paid. Yeah, so you're like, <laughs> I ain't bothered. The same time. amount. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's also you want to be entertained, don't you, and entertain and not be bored. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, probably. Sometimes, sometimes just like a nice, easy night where there's nobody there is lovely. If they're lovely, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's ten people in there, and they're and they're nice. Play some weird stuff to see if people are actually listening. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that. That's the most. I, I find that the most annoying. So when the bar's quite full, but no one cares. So you're sitting there hitting your buttons, and you just there's no energy in the room that's yeah. connected to you. That's funny when you DJ and sort of. There's, there's a connection sometimes and you can sort of feel the energy and you're sort of with the energy and controlling the energy. And then other times everyone's like, just don't care whether this guy's here or not. Well, you, you basically that's fair enough. That's their right. And, but and, and no. an aviary, birds chattering. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. But that's that's quite depressing and annoying and, you know, time-consuming. Don't you just keep turning the volume up? Uh, you just play something <laughs> to break them out being of it or something silly. to get a reaction. Yeah, we, no, but the, no, definitely do, do that. that. But then... But then you still don't get a reaction. That's even more impressing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens occasionally. There must be a track that you could play that would guarantee you'd get a reaction. Well, you can get a, you can get a negative reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can get a negative reaction. Yeah, sure, yeah. you can definitely do that. Yeah. That's yeah. too easy, though. The yeah, challenge is to easy. distract yeah. people get and get them yeah. to focus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the Mambo Number Five. Oh, yes, what a great <laughs> song. No, that's a good song. But, I mean, the thing uh, about DJing as a bar DJ, so we had know. a cafe lounge moment with that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that yeah. song. I, I never used. I used to hate that song. Oh no, it's good. And now it's, I so, love it. it's just so funny and now silly, though. Yeah. Just brilliant. Everyone, I don't know. It's just such a fun song. So, what's yeah. your out of the mainstream songs? <laughs> Not that you really play a lot of them. <laughs> no, that. I do. Oh, absolutely. But well, there are yeah. venues. I mean, when you do it full time, it's like a desk job. So there are gigs that I do where I'm like playing, you know, very, Webster's. very commercial music. Webster's is one, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Play hip hop as well. And at some places you just got to play. But know, it's all um, hands in the air nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, they're there for a house party sort um, of music, aren't they? A friend of mine uh, called it 80s drama. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's a really good, good yeah. genre. So when, it, when I say 80s drama, it's like, uh, you know, um, uh, total eclipse of the heart. Oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that mm. kind of stuff, and but they love it. They everyone gets dramatic and hands go up. And I know it's a straight version of being at Palms on yeah. Oxford Street. So I don't do that. That doesn't get played very often, but mm. it's drama eighties. Yeah, but I mean the Depeche Mode and all I that love and Depeche Mode. Me too, big time. Mm. Don't you forget about me. So what was the question? Something about <laughs> no, that's that's uh, not that's. Oh. Simple Minds. Simple Minds. Yes, there we go. Who are touring? Touring Australia. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep, coming up. I'm trying to find the ultimate um, tune to drop that will get everyone bopping around. So what's the new version of the horses? At the moment, uh, definitely Murder on the Dance Floor. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, I've got that on vinyl somewhere. Yeah, Murder of the Dance Floor and... uh, yeah, that's the, well. That's the one that lots of like kind of 
girls sort of 19 to 24 on a request at the moment and get incredibly antsy if you don't play it. Oh, murder mm. on the dance floor. Yeah. Murdering the DJ. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a weird song. Have you ever heard, listened to the words of that song? It's really weird. Yeah, a friend bought so, me that years ago. So it was the 90, late nine, oh, maybe early 2000s. What are, what are you playing, darling? Um, I was just trying to find <laughs> Timmy Drunky Stoney CBDE. It's, a, it's, from <laughs> one, it's from the original Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, ah. and it's like the he, the heat is on. Yeah, there's the heat is on. <laughs> heat is on. There's <laughs> the, tr- the one at the beginning <laughs> when when he's in the truck. I don't know if that's the heat. Oh, is on or something else. That, no, that's, no, 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 that's the other one. one. That's a different movie. Do you really want my love? I think that might be it. But then there's also the one from. Um, uh, trading places when they're in his house and they're dancing around. Uh, I don't know. It's by I've Sylvester, I think Sylvester or something like that. It's like some uh, mighty real. I can't remember. Mm. But if you want to get people going at a, on a party, it's fucking great. Oh yeah, it's um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm drunk. So Supi and I, uh, Cupcake Daddy and the Bear and I went to. Cupcake Daddy, is this a new name for the bear? No, no, no. Oh, it's Richie. Cupcake, oh Richie's Cupcake Daddy. I didn't yeah. realise that. Why yeah. is he Cupcake Daddy? Does he like cupcakes? He's got cupcakes. <laughs> 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 We've all got cupcakes. <laughs> you will never know. <laughs> so we went to Supernatural at the art gallery. And Soupy has a tradition where he buys a postcard for oh, every yes, art exhibition that he goes to, but he was devastated because the upside down woman wasn't a postcard. <laughs> pregnant <laughs> yes. upside down. I, know, woman. I was leaving that for you to elaborate. She was upside down and she was pregnant. It's a it was a Japanese like the Japanese are weird people. Mm. You know, a horror horror weird. I mean, like, I don't mean they're weird weird. They're weird like horror. They're they're weird though. <laughs> Okay, they're weird. So, so their horror is horrible. Their horror is really horrible. So, this one, one kind of story they've got is uh, about a woman who needs a liver. Is that right? Mm Needed a liver to kind of like uh, a baby's liver. Baby's liver. Baby's her daughter. Baby's liver. But she just finds a baby's liver. But then it turns out to be her daughter's. Baby, who she's like hanging up to, like steal the liver. It's very twisted. Yeah. It's one of the most darkest pieces. Out really dark, there. but then, but that's what a like. Not that it was dark. It's not the fact that it was dark. It appealed to me. It was the fact that someone thought of that that appealed to me. I was like, "Whoa, that's kind of sinking pretty low." Very twisted. Yeah, the create the dark creativity appealed to me. So that's why I wanted the, that one. Not because I was kind of getting off on a pregnant woman being hung up and a liver and the baby's liver cut out. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Dead baby livers, apparently. Uh, um, that was it is, um, interesting, and it <laughs> <laughs> was a good exhibition, by the way. The it exhibition was, good, was great. I what was it called? That track. Japanese supernatural, supernatural Japan. Japan. Supernatural, mm. really and um, my favourite artist, though, was at the end. So look. The, some of these, a lot of these scrolls are actually from the 1600s. Mm. And they're um, original. I think you to push a button. You were nodding at me until I do that. <laughs> no, now we need Fraser. I'm listening. No, I'm listening. <laughs> I love but Fraser. I'm not. <laughs> I found that track. That's that track. If you want to like destroy a dance floor for that one. 
Ah, oh, so there's this artist and she's absolutely incredible. Yeah, do you want to funk? Do you want to funk? Do you want to funk? Funk your right. There's a bear in the window. Such a tune. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. But, I mean, I love that tune. Not many – What do you think kids know that tune now? Was there a reason why they know it? Is there a context? Well, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, maybe. But mm. I just think it's a good tune. So even if you played it now they hadn't heard of it, they'd maybe. be into it. They I only think. like things they heard and all yeah, things that they know from films. Like So yeah, so, so there's a weird connection now. So like it might not have been a hit at the time, but it was But it was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, okay. They now yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of world yeah. we live in. But that's, that's, that's understandable. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that helped – I don't know, that got a lot of people into that. I don't know. Yeah. So Ain't No Mountain High Enough is a good one by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Not yeah. not not a particularly big hit in our day. Like decent, but now you play that to a bunch of people in their twenties, they will lose their proverbial minds to it. Yeah, well that's it. I think with me with stuff like the trading places and Beverly Hills Cop, those kind of tracks from the eighties. Mm. I think you play that now to someone of my age then. People go, oh yeah, fuck that was from that. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, I think it's the same. I think it, it's but the same now thing. it's obviously a bit different. But it's, yeah. yeah, but well, there's a, I got a theory about fifteen year cycles that you know, like re- things are retro after fifteen years, so they come back, and then thirty years they come back again because that's your parents' music. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know? yeah, like, oh yeah. I mean, there was like Wayne's World, Queen, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. That. Well, that's another big one. Huge. That's big like, again. Yeah, yeah. Then that's you know, not even not even because of the movie. It's just big. It's yeah. just. You know, like there's a there's a bar, and they have a hospo night on a Sunday. I won't mention the bar, but they'll play Bohemian Rhapsody three times in four hours, and it oh, will shit. go off every. People will be standing on the chairs hugging each other. I see a You know, Tommy G, Tom Crown. He said, if he, he ever hears Freddie Mercury again, he's going to projectile vomit. Oh come on! You got. He doesn't like he's, both him and Ian. That's not can't fair. Stand it. Not can't fair. Stand it. Freddie Mercury is like one of the best voices <laughs> exactly. ever. I remember being so. Hate. I don't do karaoke. Well, I did. I did at his birthday. Sometimes. Birthday. His birthday. Oh, all of a sudden, I turned into Irish. <laughs> um, when there was Mr. Mary's around the corner, which is now Misfits, mm-hmm. Mr. Mary's was this gay bar, clearly. Oh, look at you. Woo. I'm going to have one more whiskey. Yeah. Hey, are we? Yes. Way. Oh. I, I reckon tune. we should have one more of these each. Oh, no. I've got to get up tomorrow. All right. Well, Soupy and I will. <laughs> in, our, in our candelabra holders. <laughs> Anyhow. I'm going to so Mr- take out a baby's liver. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to get a pregnant lady and hang her upside down. It, that's got to be the title. Something like... No, Twisted. we've got we've got a um a list. We've got fire midgets, but we haven't talked about that. I'm going to talk about that. In Saturn's a table, but I think that was Sultan's to, table. Yeah, Sultan's <laughs> table. But I, I spell it Saturn's table, so now it's Saturn's. Yeah, it's table. Um, back and to Mr. Mary. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you drinking out of your um candlestick? Candelabras. They they would have on a Friday night karaoke, so it was gay karaoke. And you almost use that as toothpaste. That stuff, fireball. Anyway, oh, it's my pleasure. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) Karaoke. Karaoke. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Did I tell you about the time I did karaoke? No, please do tell. Was this when you nearly got murdered? It was. When was that? Malaysia. 
Oh yeah, no. No, we'll talk. We'll talk about oh, that. No. But we'll People talk about midgets on fire after that. So I was in a student bar in Winchester. We gate crashed the student bar. We weren't even <laughs> students from the from the town. Seventy pence for a shot of vodka. Mm. That's pretty fucking cheap. Good price. Fucking cheap. It's like a dollar for a shot, basically. Mm-hmm. So we got fucked up, and then they had, they had karaoke going on, and I spent about an hour persuading my girlfriend and my best mate. Which to, one is it? What do you want to do? Fucked up one. I am <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. I was fucked up. I spent an hour persuading my girlfriend and my best mate to come up on stage and do karaoke with me. And I wanted to do kung fu fighting. Everybody was kung, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. So I got them up on stage and they had to sing the whole thing. I refused to sing it and I just did all the kung fu moves mm. on stage. Beautiful. So they were singing I and Bohemian. I was doing the kung fu moves. That's great. exactly what I was doing, sweetheart. Everyone was singing Pretty Queen good. and I was backup dancer for the Bohemian Rhapsody because That's I good. don't do... You don't sing? I was doing legit kung fu moves though. Although like I did it... Mantis style. Oh. I did it Bear's so, birthday though. Um, yeah, nice. apparently, I don't really remember. I, have, I clearly have to get quite smashed to do it. And uh, so people were wrestling me to get the microphone <laughs> off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised by that. I'm I think quite that's shy, how it should go with CP, that. you know this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to do it. <laughs> Uh, the experiment. Have you? Well, you always no, I, work. Uh, yeah, you know, but you know. Jay. I love J Cats. I know. I've known J Cats, Jamie Leonardo, for a very long time, and Aspasia as well. Oh, we go back to maybe 1997 when Sound Sedu- Seduction was on at the Lansdowne, mm. and I've he used to get me this before. to come in and DJ at that. But but, but wow, from the I didn't back know of you that, that, yeah, yeah. So I did a lot of lot of lot of sounds of Seduction. But then we became friends. So, like, he had sort of this group of people, and we like the, there was a lot of burlesque dancers and all kinds of performers that ladies were ladies in cages associated to that. And it was so there was a big group of people, and he'd have them all over his house, and he'd put on you know bizarre films. You know, so I'm quite young and pretty pretty straight still by the, at that stage, I suppose. Like, still coming out of basketball world and moving into music world and finding my feet and just starting to open up to the weirdness of what's out there and <laughs> he certainly opened me up it was like you know weird films weird people oh sorry uh, yeah. it was great like he was a he was a really massive influence on my life to alternate thinking and thought mm. for sure oh mm. definitely yeah. uh they they've been i mean they've they're known for the underground you know they've got the well so he used to be he started off in a band called SPK which was an experimental band in mm. the late 70s early 80s kind of punk experimental band so they, so James Ravel who's a um now a big time uh like sound does does soundtracks for movies done James you know Ravel. heaps of huge movies James Ravel has done the sound, soundtrack for Anyway, that name rings, rings a bell. Definitely. I can't tell you what movies he's done, but a lot. Like, you know, look them up and you will be surprised. Anyway, so he, James Ravel and um, Jamie were in a band called SPK. And SPK did all this performance art. Lots of, like, you know, sparks off chainsaws. There was one particular one which was down at the St. Peter's, at the Brickworks at St. Peter's, mm-hmm. where they got a bunch of trampolines down there in the middle of the Brickworks in that sort of area. And they got lots of people bouncing up on down on trampolines. But what they did is they mic'd up the springs on the trampolines and put them oh, through cool. uh, like guitar effects. And 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 so like there's all these people bouncing. They go, 
And I was like, you know, that kind of, you know, brilliant stuff. And then he was, and then he started a band called the Mimi Sons after that. And the Mimi Sons were famous because they were all schizophrenics. So he was a psych nurse and worked for um, Mission Beat, and his his band were they were all like you know musicians like but but all with mental his patients patients yeah yeah he he enabled their creativity yeah yeah so he kind of brought them together and 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 made them well not made them perform that's right and got them to perform that's not right whips and stuff (laughs) (laughs) play motherfucker play yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and and it was like i saw the mimi songs perform a couple of times and it's one of the most astonishing things i've ever seen like the energy on stage is like nothing wow that would have been magic really Mm, in a true mm. essence yeah absolutely electric yeah, yeah, like an unpredictable and scary mm. in a way, and like and and powerful, and you know, and he and he's sort of like you know lauded by you know people like Mike Patton, like you know mm. they he, he thinks that the Mimi songs are one of the best things he's ever seen. Wow, that's um, a pretty incredible. Cool. One of my favourite um, musicians I've seen perform was him at State Theatre. He did a old world. Uh, soul sort of set <laughs> and that was really yeah, yeah, really 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 beautiful his voice yeah yeah great great thing that um jamie also did that uh, he did a perf- like so they showed Ch- texas chainsaw massacre out at blacktown <laughs> uh drive-in so see, only drive-in left in sydney apparently oh, so i've been to one here so so they, they they showed it but then halfway through performance he goes and gets a chainsaw and a mask and starts running through the people <laughs> with a <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I wasn't talking about Jamie. I was talking about. Oh, you were Mike talking Patton. about Pat? Yeah, Sorry, you were too. My bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. You moved. Yeah. Uh, no, because I didn't could, uh, keep up, John. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jay does. Um, so they've been doing the experiment for um, almost a couple of years, mm. and it's fabulous. They always it's burlesque dance music. That's how I discovered your friend Natalie. The silver yep. from the dandelion. Mm, She's mm. incredible. How she do you, how do you know her? her? She is a friend of mine through Owen, who yes. is uh, King OPP, who is also Owen Penglis, band from the Straight Arrows, and he um, also he, son of the guitarist from the Atlantics. And <laughs> produced, deep here. produced Rosa Maria's album that's sitting out. Oh, that we got. That's yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, I've yeah. spoken about him. Yeah, a couple so of times. he's a, so he's a producer. We've had a studio together and he and we had a club that was at the lands down for a while called psychedelic soul party we've just started a radio show together actually on and i on ser Fantastic. um called Who psychedelic sunday it's, oh so it's collaborative uh, collaboration between you two yeah so and is it going to be a regular thing yeah so it's every sunday it's actually starting this sunday Ooh. So, uh, first episode. We did, weirdly. It's um. You can write that down, please. Yeah, Donna. psychedelic <laughs> Sunday is in like the Sunday that we ice cream. We're going I to do a radio course. <laughs> What's that? Your radio course that you went to do last. Yeah, well, week. so we had to do our defamation training. So what I found out at defamation training is that you that you can't call Michael Jackson a pedophile because he was never convicted, but you can call George Pell a pedophile oh. because he was convicted. So that's not defaming anyone. Do you think he did it so though? So you can't call Michael Jackson a pedophile. No, because he was never convicted of it. Ah. But because because at right at this point Not in time, binding. George Pell is conv- a convicted pedophile. Yeah. You can see it's fact. Well, I've, I you know I went to a school, Catholic school, and. Mm. I had some bad experiences myself with my housemaster, and I'm not going to go into it. Mm. However, 
they they actually my mother absolutely fucking cracked it and went went down to the principal's office mm. not having a young MC moment. <laughs> 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 but, um, <laughs> but, Way to uh, lighten the mood. <laughs> I know. Actually, it was the headmaster, which makes it even worse. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, but they instead of uh, they knew all the tomfoolery that he'd been getting up to with all the students, mm. and instead of reporting him to the board and forcing him to resign from. His position, they let uh, sorry, forcing him to be well, fired. They let him resign, so he was freed. And to they just go move on him somewhere car- else, car- carrying yeah, on yeah. to do what he was doing. That's so that, so that's I agree. With, sorry, I never point, but I'm agreeing with point. you. No, yeah, I'm agreeing yeah. with you that there is protection there oh, under that. What's that, what's yeah. what's really weird about society back then is was it, everybody knew about it. It was happening everywhere. Like so, so all these so all these things have come out. Right, all these all these people have been convicted of stuff. Society knew, like everybody around, everybody in that congregation, everybody in that school, yeah. kind of knew it was happening. But it was they turned the blind eye to it all the time because they're too uncomfortable. Really? Like, well, I don't know if it was that or just this connection to God, or I, I don't know whether it's justified yeah, through that. It's in but, some but if you really go, hang on a minute, this guy's just done this. I ain't like I, I don't like it was like it was. Just almost accepted in society, but like, oh god, I can't believe yeah, he did that. But like, just go over there and let's not talk about it. Yeah. Oh, like, and and he'll get away with it because he'll do his he'll string you know th- throw his beads around and how many how Mary? <laughs> <laughs> no, they saw beads, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a strange world for sure. I, I mean, it's, it's dangerous to kind of put put today's values uh, on I need back some then. sort of dirty joke. <laughs> dirty. Anyway, yeah, here's to, anyway. <laughs> oh. I don't know, not being a pedophile. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I, finish up? I was lucky to be, uh, it was Church of England for me, so they were all just so frumpy and the worst you got was an accidental brush up against you in a big woolly jumper or something. And that's how she got pregnant. What? <laughs> you got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we finish on a nice note? Shall I play uh, Sylvester? Do you want a funk? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We probably get banned. This is the thing we'll get banned for because he was like, you know. Yeah. Well, this is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and one, two, three. Where are my leg warmers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. I like this. That's a good song. I got this song. <laughs> I'm 45 and 12 inch. <laughs> All right, stop throwing off. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we stopping? Oh, all right. <laughs> this is the harmonic whiskey tails, bitches. I didn't introduce it. <laughs> <laughs>